Columbia, Tennessee. The following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome into round three of the Tennessee High School Football Playoffs. This is TriStar Friday Night Live Countdown with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, the Sun Drop Kid from Alabama, and yours truly, J.P. Plant, as we welcome you into round three. Quarterfinals for Division One, semifinals for Division Two. By the end of the night, uh, fellas, we will know who will be playing in those three Blue Cross Bowl games at Finley Stadium in Chattanooga. Uh, coming up in December in D2, and we get down to the Final Four in all six classes. Welcome in, and uh, first of all, surprises last week, uh, round two. A lot of chalk, but uh, there may have been a game or two that stuck out to you. Anything uh, in particular, Mo? The first thing I think of is that Lebanon, I'm sorry, the Lebanon-Riverdale game. Um, Lebanon knocking off the Warriors 30-17. to 17. And, you know, it shouldn't necessarily be a shock. I mean, Lebanon did win that Region 3-6A. Uh, but for some reason, I, I felt like Riverdale's defense would hold up. So kudos to that Lebanon offense. Been hearing a lot about them. And they came through in that 30-17 to 17 victory to set up this quarterfinal matchup tonight against visiting Oakland. Yeah, and uh, Chris, of course, Oakland, uh, the prohibitive favorite. Uh, their annual date with Maryville is scheduled for next week, so we think. Does Lebanon have a shot? They're playing good football, have one of the longest streaks outside of Oakland and a couple of others uh, heading into tonight's game. Uh, how do you like the Blue Devils' chances? You know, this is a this is a Lebanon team that kind of snuck up on folks. They were they, A lot of people thought they were going to be rebuilding this year, and – this team has just continued to defy the odds all season long. I think the biggest win was that 35 nothing win against Mount Juliet on television, and they kind of announced their presence with authority in that win. <laughs> Thank you, Nuke. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I will be anxious to see how this one turns out of course obviously i think oakland is the best probably the best football team on in that bracket uh, i'm i mean i don't have enough information on maryville to say they are better but i think i think oakland has beaten probably the three best private schools in the southeastern united states this year and to me, that's 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 pretty impressive, especially considering we know that a couple of those right here in the mid state have been able to garner a ton of talent. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for the Blue Devils, but hey, it's like we said on our show, uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, Mo House Money. Absolutely, yeah, Lebanon. Lebanon got nothing to lose in this matchup, so it could be an interesting one, but Oakland's still Oakland. Um, another couple of – I don't know if they qualify as surprises necessarily, but if you go back to last week in the Class 2A bracket 
we identified the the Megs, Trousdale, and the Marion Watertown. Still in my thunder, JP. My bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all go good. Ahead. Go ahead. No, I, well, you know, I just I had mentioned on Friday Night Live last week that I wasn't surprised that those two teams won. I was just surprised that both those teams won. You know, you didn't expect to see a rematch necessarily in those, but it, it could have been one of eight different <laughs> matchups there. It's just it just happened to be that way. And it, it, it was that was the biggest surprise to me was that both Trousdale and Watertown uh defeated Megs and Marion. Well no stranger to playing each other in this round of the playoffs. I believe this marks the third year in a row, maybe the fourth year and the previous three times uh, Watertown has defeated Trousdale County in the regular season, and Trousdale County has returned the favor in the playoffs. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, Trousdale sixteen to eight winners over Megs County last Friday, and Watertown seven to nothing uh, win over Marion County. So we had some low scoring games. Uh, the weather, uh, a little rain that popped up, that maybe earlier in the week wasn't expected. Right. Yeah. One other. Matchup kind of jumps out at me, JP, and that's um, in 1A where McKenzie defeated Cornersville 28 nothing. Not necessarily surprised that McKenzie defeated the number two seed out of Region 5-1A, but the margin of victory, 28 nothing, Cornersville not getting on the board, you know, that, that kind of takes me a little bit by surprise, kind of. Further indicates to me just how good this McKenzie team is. Yeah, and JP, we'll, yep. I think it's the fourth year, fourth year in a row, in a row. Yeah, that they have that Watertown has won the regular season and Trousdale has won the playoffs. Fourth year, this would be the fourth. Year. This, this would, would be, be the fourth. The fourth, the fourth yep. straight time they're facing in the playoffs, yep. and all three previous times Watertown won the regular, Trousdale won the playoffs. Oh, that's so, insane. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that as we will go through all thirty games. Here tonight in the third round, quarter uh, quarterfinals for uh, Division One. It is semifinals for Division Two. That's where we will begin in our game by game uh, thoughts tonight. Um, too close to call a lock, or we've got um, an upset alert. We'll start in D two Class A. Uh, maybe. Um, one of the best games in Division Two all weekend long. USJ hosting DCA tonight in this game. Uh, Chris, uh, we'll start with you. We started with Mo last week. Yeah, you know, I, I think this is going to be a really good football game. I said at the beginning of this playoffs that I thought USJ had the best chance to knock off DCA. And I still think they do. I don't think it's a lock, though. So I'm going to go too close to call, but I expect USJ to win. Too close to call. A double dinger there. You didn't hear it, but go ahead, Mo. I'm going DCA, but too close to call. Well, I, 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 I think this is going to be a close okay. ball game. I think DCA wins. It's not a lock. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go uh, DCA. I think. Um, I think it's. It's not a lock. It's. It's no. It's not a lock. Uh, I'll go too close to call, but I. I, I do think uh, DCA will uh, go on and win this game. All right. Middle Tennessee Christian hosting Nashville Christian. 
Nashville Christian is in the best possible spot. I think they are getting a better draw than DCA despite coming in second in that region. I think this is a lock for Nashville Christian. Okay, a lock there, Mel. I can see where he would consider it a lock because MTS uh, MTCS started the season 0-3 before winning their last eight in a row now. Um, I like Nashville Christian. Again, I think this is going to be a close ball game. I, I, I don't feel like it's a lock. Okay. So. All right, but you still like uh, Nashville Christian. I do. Uh, I'm big on Nashville Christian. I think it is a lock. Um, would not surprise me, though, if it is a uh, – quote too close to call but but i'll go with them because uh, i've uh, i think like most of us or at least some of us dca and um nashville christian there uh in the finals but somebody you, you like jackson don't you i USA? said i said nashville christian would take on jackson in the yeah. in the, fi- in the yeah. semifinals right. or in the finals yeah. we shall see we'll go to d2 2a lausanne um is hosting a cpa uh lipscomb academy host davidson academy the other uh is this Another inevitable, um, or do do you see anything happening here, Chris? No, it's inevitable. It's a lock. I'd, I'd agree. I think both these are locks. I, I think CPA and Lipscomb were, as Chris likes to say, appointment TV here. So um, appointment football, excuse me. I, I like both them decisively. Yeah, hard to go against uh, CPA and Lipscomb Academy, and that'll be a fun one to watch. We hope we get to see that on December the 2nd. Uh, which will lead off the Blue Cross Bowl to be the first one out the gate. All right, D two three A. We've got Macaulay, the primitive favorite, uh, undefeated. Although uh, Father Ryan gave them a little scare a week ago, forty two thirty five, the final. But Macaulay uh, staying home and looking to get to stay home again for the championship. But they get Pope Prep, who got a field goal in the final play of the game at Brentwood Academy. Um, Kenny Mitchie and company in the Knights uh, coming in hot. Uh, can they uh, get a win here, Chris, against McCall? No. It's a lock for the Blue Tornado, unfortunately. That didn't take long, Mo. Uh, and yeah. this didn't either. I tried, I, <laughs> I tried to build it up. Um, you know, when, when you've got a player like uh, Kenny Mitchie and uh, a hot, confident team sometimes, it can uh, go a long way, but uh, I'm like you guys. I, I, I don't. Macaulay will not uh, have the same game they had last week against Father Ryan. I think Macaulay uh, locks that into the championship game. All right, NBA against Christian Brothers. NBA hosting Christian Brothers, who defeated Briarcrest uh, last week in perhaps a mild upset, although they played to a double overtime game in the regular season matchup. So who do you like here, Chris? I don't know. It's too close mm, to call. Really? I, look, there's just Christian Brothers in the playoffs is just weird. Uh, they they have there's just something that they have that will <laughs> they're going to push this one to the limit. Okay, well, I like NBA. Um, I mean, I picked NBA to go, but yeah, yeah, I, I like NBA in this one. I had to kind of readjust after Ensworth fell to Baylor a couple of weeks ago, but I, I feel like NBA gets it done here. And, it's that other championship game birth. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. I like uh, NBA a lock on this one. Uh, could be close, but I like NBA. 
So there you go, D2. Coming up next, we got uh, D1, Class 1 and 2 on the other side here on TriStar Friday Night Live Countdown. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. At Murray Regional Health, we know these are uncertain times for our patients. You need to protect yourself and others from COVID-19, but delaying health visits could result in serious complications. Murray Regional Health provides a safe environment for your care. We've implemented enhanced infection prevention measures at all our hospitals, urgent care facilities, and physician practices to give you peace of mind while seeking care. Let us be your partner in keeping you healthy and safe. For more information, visit murrayregional.com. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Welcome back in TriStar Friday Night Live countdown as we look into Class 1A and 2A of Division I quarterfinals. And we'll start with Cloudland hosting 
Coalfield Cloudland over Oakdale last week, 60 to 16. It was Coalfield 41-6 over Midway. Mo, we'll start with you here. A lot of these quarterfinal games really strike me as too close to call. This would be one of them. I mean, if I were forced to pick somebody, it'd probably mm-hmm. be Cloudland, but I don't really have a whole lot to base that on. So, take that for what okay. it's worth. All right. Um, yeah, a lot of these are going to be close to call. I, I, I like Coalfield just watching their scores throughout the season. Um, they have looked awfully dominant. Um, so, I, I don't know enough to say a lot for sure, but I do think Coalfield will win on the road, Chris. I'm with you, JP. I think Coalfield has kind of – this is a team that, that's been there before, right? Uh, and, and I'm not sure, obviously, I – I don't know the last time that Cloudland was in the semifinals, but I know that Coalfield was there last year. So I feel like Coalfield has the advantage. But again, like you said, Mo, it's probably just too close to call. But if I had to pick, it'd be Coalfield. All right. uh, Up next in the other quarterfinal, the top half of the bracket, South Pittsburgh hosting Gordonsville. Mo, uh, this is an interesting game. It is, and there's some history between these two teams. It's certainly in the first time they've met in postseason play. Um, Gordonsville really caught fire late in the year, it felt like. And, um, again, defeated Clay County, the same Clay County team that South Pittsburgh beat last week in the second round. Um, Handed Clay County their first loss of the year, Gordonsville did. And on the basis of that, I would be inclined to go with Gordonsville, but I do believe it's going to be very, very close. Almost too close to call. Um, it, it is a too close to call officially, but um, I do think Gordonsville is going to come out of this one. I think they're going to get the win, so that's back-to-back road, road wins for me, Chris. South Pittsburgh dismantled Clay County. and 45-7, yeah. To me, that's, that's an impressive win. You're in South Pittsburgh. Yeah, Ted. That is a very, very, very difficult place to play football. And the only way to get around that is to have a guy who can lead your team, an upperclassman who's seen these type of big games before. Luckily for Gordonsville, they've got one. I would be inclined to pick Gordonsville as well, but I also think it's too close to call, mainly because it's in South Pittsburgh. All right. We roll on to the bottom half of the bracket. Fayetteville hosting McKenzie. McKenzie, 28 nothing winners over Cornersville last week. Fayetteville, 28-13 over Dresden. Mo, who do you like? I like Fayetteville, but I think it's going to be close. Okay. I think it's going to be really close. All right. Uh, I, too, I think the home, home field uh, allows me to feel comfortable in selecting them to win. Uh, I think it is going to be close, but I like Fayetteville. The Tigers, stout enough. I think that Fayetteville is less stout than they need to be. Mm. Oh. I think it is a McKenzie win. Uh Oh. But it's too close to call. Oh. All right. Less stout than they need to be. Less stout than they need to be. All right. Getting ready to get your bacon delivery cut off. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's right. All right. uh, Peabody, the reigning uh, 2A champs down in 1A this year. They um, just doesn't sound fair, but the Golden Tide are hosting Lake County. Uh, Mo, uh, any chance that um, Lake County can give them a game? I don't believe so. This would be my one lock 
of the 1A quarterfinals. Yeah. I like Peabody big. Yeah, lock for Peabody. Chris? Yeah, I feel like a golden tide would probably overcome a lake pretty easy. Okay. So I'm going to go with Peabody there you go. <laughs> and the lock. All right. Uh, love the rationale. All right. 2A, Oneida hosting Hampton. Oneida, uh, 35-21 winners over South Korea a week ago. Hampton down to Rockwood, 47-18. to Mo? Hampton has – I'm sorry, I misread my bracket. Never mind. Skip that. But Hampton is the number two seed coming out of Region 1. Um, these are both number two seeds out of their mm-hmm. respective regions. Yep. So I was going to go with Hampton in the upset, but I think I'm just taking Hampton as the lock. Mm. I, mean, it, it, I, I don't know that it necessarily qualifies it as an upset – since they're evenly seated, but I, I like Hampton to win this ball game. Okay, um, I, I'm just going to go with the home team because I don't know enough about these two. Uh, officially too close to call, but I'll say Oneida gets the win. I'm with you, JP, and the only reason I am is because Oneida has some really cool uniforms, <laughs> and they, they use the Tennessee orange. Okay, and big fan of their uniforms. All so. right. Okay, uh, so a game we talked about in uh, uh, in the first segment, Trousdale County and Watertown, another third-round matchup. Watertown got the regular season for the fourth straight year. Trousdale County has defeated them the previous three in the rematch in the playoffs. Can they do it again, Mo? I don't think so. I like the Purple Tigers here. Mm. Wow. Um, I don't know if I can go against history <laughs> um i think it's going to be close to too close to call but uh Trousdale county um if i'm pushing one forward that's the one here's the thing history is an interesting thing because it can be used as motivation for one team yeah. and it can also be used as you know it can make you feel a little too confident well you know okay. just because they be so we, we beat them in the playoffs every year Three years in a row. These seniors have done it. Yep. Three years in a row. Yep. I think it's too close to call, but I think Watertown's going to get the win too, Mo. Okay. All right. Uh, bottom half of the bracket, uh, Forest hosting Riverside. Mo? I like Forest. Really? I do. Okay. I do. I think it'll be a close one, but I do like Forest in this at home. Okay. All right. Uh, um. Despite Forrest being at home, I do like Riverside. I think they're just playing awfully good football right now. I'm Chris. with you, JP. Okay. I picked Riverside in ours on, on SMTN. I'm picking them here. There you go. All right. And finally, in the final 40 seconds here of this segment, Westview hosting MAHS. Mo. Uh, this is another one that's going to be close, but uh, it's tough to go against Westview and Ty Simpson. Yeah, I think uh, Ty Simpson rules the day and is the difference maker there. Westview gets the win. Well, going against his initial pick of Moz going to the yep. state finals. I agree that Ty Simpson and Westview are going to get the win because he's just too good. They That's got right. Ty Simpson and you don't. You don't. I'm uh, willing to admit when I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> and adjust. There we go. All right, to coming up next, we got 3A and 4A as TriStar Friday Night Live Countdown continues. Stay with us, will you? Stay with us. 
so you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. You can count on us. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mark Convenience Stores, proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey folks, this is Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Walk-In Clinics. Hey guys, we're open 11 to 11, seven days a week, so that you don't have to go wait at the emergency room when you have an urgent care need. Our providers are all emergency medicine experienced or critical care experienced, and we're there to take care of you so that you're not caught at the emergency department for hours and hours on end. Folks, seven days a week, right in front of Walmart, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., we stay late so you you don't have to wait at the ER. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen meat and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic, three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Welcome back in TriStar Friday Night Live countdown as we move into Class 3 and 4A. We'll start in 3. Alcoa, surprise, surprise, back in the quarterfinals uh, as they host Region Foe Pigeon Forge. I'm assuming, guys, Pigeon Forge is not going to be able to put up too much of a fight tonight. We will move Alcoa on to the semifinals. Is that is I that think fair? It, I think it's safe to do Is that. L O C K lock yep. lock lock. Okay, yeah, locks all around. All right, who will they get to play? By the way, Alco will be at home as the top half uh, of that will host. Will it be Loudon who is hosting Giles County, or will it be the Bobcats? It'll be my turn to start. Um, I'm going to go with Giles County. A little bias, perhaps, of the proximity. I know a little bit more about them, but. Uh, I do think they are playing awfully good football, and uh, I think they're on a, a special run, at least to get to the semifinals. 
Uh, I believe that would be Mo. No, Chris, your turn. I agree with you that Giles County is on a special run. I think this game is pretty close. It's too close to call if I am being forced, though it is. I've got the Bobcats just because I think that offense is going to have something special. I tend to agree with both of your assessments. I think Giles County ultimately wins this ball game. I expect it to be a close ball game. Yeah. So I don't think Giles County is a lock. Yeah. Okay. I All think right. they win it. Okay. Um, up next, it is East Nashville hosting White House. East Nashville down Waverly a week ago. The Darlings and feel good story of uh, the playoffs 41 to 14. And White House uh, just barely over Smith County, 17-13. to 13. Uh, I had Waverly with the story. I thought they were playing awfully good football, but East Nashville dominated that one. East Nashville obviously playing much better football. I like East Nashville in a lock in this one over White House there at home. Chris? Well, I picked against East Nashville in both the first two rounds, and I'm not picking against them again. <laughs> the Eagles get the win, and I think they do it handily. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, I tend to agree. I think I kind of got caught up a little bit in the story and um, kind of overlooked just how well East Nashville was playing to this point, having won their first uh, playoff game 48 nothing over White House Heritage and then defeating Waverly 49-14 last week, um, facing now a White House team that only defeated Waverly 36-34. Back in Nissan Stadium. Season back at Nissan Stadium, yeah. So um, I think the Eagles of East Nashville have earned lock status in this matchup. All right, uh, there we go. Uh, up next, Dyersburg and Covington. Dyersburg undefeated, 11-0. A win over Millington last week, 49-20. to They will face Covington, who is the two-seed out of that region, Region 7, Covington. Uh, coming in 9-2 with uh, wins over uh, Raleigh, Egypt, and Ripley. Uh, Dyersburg with the win, obviously, earlier in the season. Hard to go against what they are doing um, and what they've done. Hard to beat a team the second time, but um, maybe too close to call. But if I had to push one forward, i, I got to go with Dyersburg. Well, so here's the thing. They did play already. They, they played already this year. It was at Dyersburg. It was a touchdown ball game. I think it can go either way. Yeah, this I is would pick Dyersburg, but it can go either way. Too close to call. Trojans, lock it up. That is a Dyersburg win. That is a Dyersburg win. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we head to four A Greenville and Elizabethton. The last. Four, is that correct? Last three 4A state champs mm-hmm. facing off. Same region. Greenville uh, got the better of Elizabethan by a handy margin. The only loss. Um, I don't see anybody slowing down Greenville again. Um, hopefully closer than the first one, but uh, but I like Greenville. Mm, I really wish the Cyclones would win this game, but they're not going <laughs> to. And it's not going to be close. I think it will be close. I don't think the Cyclones are going to win it, but I do think it'll be close. Playoffs a different animal. All right, uh, so all three of us uh, like Greenville to advance, but uh, close. Uh, Red Bank, 
They have looked strong so far in their two wins over Stone Memorial and Macon County. They host Upperman, who down Soddy Daisy and DeKalb County. Um, Red Bank being at home, I think for me, although Upperman is maybe the more known name, perhaps. Experienced. Experienced team. But I, Red Bank's playing awfully good. And they gave Fayetteville their only loss. Granted, a 1A, but Fayetteville beat up them. Right? That is correct. If you're into that sort of thing. I like Red Bank because they're at home. I am, in fact, into that sort of thing, and I agree that Red Bank is going to win this football game, but it's going to be too close. It's too close to call. I, I think it'll be, you know, yeah. come down to the last possession kind of thing. It, it'll be a one-score game. I, I agree. I think it'll be a one-score game. I think Upperman, though, gets it done. Okay. All right, move on to the bottom half of the bracket in 4A, Tullahoma. Um they get the rematch with Pearl Cone again in Tullahoma. You can hear that game on our affiliate, 93.9 The Duck. Uh, Will Rab uh, on the call along with Lucky Knight. Uh, Tullahoma with a 21-0 first half. Pearl Cone came back, fumbled late, lost by one possession. I've gone back and forth on this one. At the beginning of the playoffs, I thought Pearl Cone certainly was going to have the advantage if they were to meet. Um and, and I I don't want to shy away from that, but this obviously too close to call, um, but I'm going to check Pearl Cone to advance. What? The, the duck? 93.9 theduck.com. <laughs> quack, quack. Oh, this uh, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Conway ain't mm-hmm. walking through that door. Can, can a duck pull a truck? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I picked I picked Pearl Cone to to win this yep. rematch from the beginning. I think they I still think they do. And I would guess that would qualify as an upset since it would. Pearl Cone is the number two seed from Region Five Four A, and Tullahoma is the number one. Yeah, I'm taking Pearl Cone in this one. All right, and finally in Four A, in about thirty seconds, we got Haywood hosting South Gibson. Haywood undefeated uh, wins over uh, Woodell and Melrose. South Gibson wins. Over Ridgeway and Northside. Haywood for me. Lock. Lock it up. They beat them 28-0 in the regular season. They're going to beat them pretty bad again. Nobody's calling you a loser, Mo. He's got the L on his forehead. L on my forehead. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, Haywood. Okay. Those 4A games uh, are going to be fun to watch for sure. Again, you can hear Tullahoma Pearl Cone right here on this affiliate. 93.9 The Duck in Tullahoma. We'll wrap Lucky Knot on the call. Stay with us. The big boys, 5A, 6A, coming up here on TriStar Friday Night Live Countdown. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. 
Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Do you have your favorite gemstone? I bet you do. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. There is nothing like the beautiful shades of blue, green, red of sapphire, emeralds, and rubies. At Tillis Jewelry, we have a wonderful selection all ready for you to stop by and put on your Christmas wish list. You can pick from our vintage, modern, or custom collection. Serving you at two locations, Tillis Jewelry, Columbia, and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer, Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hi, I'm Chris Chumley, owner of Expert Landscaping, LLC. Over the past two years, many changes have occurred worldwide, but one thing has stayed the same. That's our dedication. Dedication to our clients, dedication to our community. Thank you for putting your trust into us. We want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Expert Landscaping, where quality work is an investment in the future. Shopping local is important in today's market and crucial when choosing your realtor. Hi, my name is Chase Blanchard. And I'm Andrew Earl, And we're the TriStar Home Partners with Benchmark Realty. Our approach is fighting for our customers day in and day out to get the best deal for them. So call us today at 931-922-2474 or check us out at TriStarHomePartners.com. We want to be your trusted home partner in all things real estate. And once again, our phone number is 931-922-2474. And you can find us at TriStarHomePartners.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. All right, quarterfinals roll on. 5A state playoffs here on TriStar Friday Night Live Countdown. Knox Central, Knox West, another rematch. West got the better of Central earlier this year. Mo is going to lead us off because I think he's going to lay a big one here. I think you're right. Yep. It's tough to beat a good team twice. I read your article. There you go. Yep. Appreciate you. You might be one of the only ones. No, I... (laughs) I like the Bobcats here. I, I like North Central to get it done. Um, close, probably. Okay. But I like Central. Okay. Chris? I disagree. I think I think this Knoxville West team is destined to find themselves in Chattanooga 
especially after last year and the way they lost that Oak Ridge game. I just I can't see this team not finding their way to at least the semifinals. I think they're going all the way. But, uh, yeah, Knox West, and I, I got it as a lock. I, I agree. I think uh, they're mad, they're angry, um, and they're certainly not going to let their crosstown rival get in the way of what they felt was probably stolen from them last year. It's a lock. Knox West wins easily uh, at home over Knox Central. All right, Powell. Tune in next week. Uh-huh, yeah. All right, Powell um, hosting Ray County. Powell wins over Ultawa, 42 nothing over McMinn County, 49-7. Ray County, meanwhile, wins over Campbell County, 51-29, and over Carnes, 63-48. It's a lot of points. Uh, Pal at home, though, Chris. I'm Bo, rather. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, can, we can switch. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Um, I've kind of felt like Powell was going to be the team to come out of the East all along, and this could be a high-scoring affair, but I think I like Powell to win this one. I agree with you. I think it's going to be high scoring, but I think Powell is going to win, and I think it's a lock. I I don't think there's any way Ray County can outscore Powell. I'm with you. I think it is more towards the lock than too close to call. Powell gets the win, uh, I think, uh, double digits. Mm -hmm. If you call that a lock, uh, then we'll call it a lock. lock. All right. Uh, Bottom half of the bracket, Green Hill. Maybe the surprise this year, uh, second-year program into the quarterfinals. They host Page on Friday night. So tonight, uh, 5A, uh, Green Hill, and Page, Mo. This is a lock, and it's a road lock. I like wow. the Patriots in this ballgame. Okay. I'm with you again, Mo. I, and we talk, like I said, we've talked about this you know, at length, but this page team does something really well that Green Hill struggles with, and that's throwing the football consistently. Jake McNamara, it's a lot for the Pats. Okay. Uh, page uh, with a win over Wilson Central 34 14 and a close win over Nolansville last week, and a weird finish to the end of that game. <laughs> Nolansville playing. Uh, good as well. Yeah, I think uh, whoever was going to come out of that one was probably going to win this one as well, but I do think it'll be close. I'm going to push Paige, though, on to the semifinals. All right, Springfield, Henry County. Henry County 5-5 five and five coming into the playoffs, but here they are back in the quarterfinals. They travel to Springfield, Mo. The Yellow Jackets won this game 6-3 during the regular season. I think um, they find a way to win this one again as well. I, I like the Yellow Jackets in lock. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do a lock. Uh, Henry County's been here. They they know, and Springfield has too. Don't, I mean, they were in the 4A championship game, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that they, you know, they they get it. But Henry County, this is a really good football team, and they're playing great football right now. I think it's too close to call, but if I had to pick up, go with the Jackets. You know what happens when you have a uh, a freight train that uh, gathers momentum going downhill? Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to stop, right? Blow that whistle all the way from the river in Paris, Henry County, with the win at Springfield. Oh, that whistle can get unnerving, bro. <laughs> we, we heard that last year when we went up there for the yes, Summit game. I know you did. Yeah. Uh, he heard it, and he was here. I was here, yep. <laughs> um, by the way, you can hear on uh, one of our sister affiliates. Go figure that one out. Radio NWTN.com. 
Henry County on the call there. All right, uh, into 6A, Farragut, Maryville. Good for you, Farragut. Got to the quarterfinals. Um, <laughs> and the Rebels uh, locking on to the semifinals with their date against Oakland. Any thoughts on this one before we move on? Admirals, come on down. You're the next contestant on yeah. getting beat by Maryville. Okay. Um, Lebanon. With, uh, to some, a shocker, uh, maybe a surprise, but they played awfully well against Riverdale last week. 30-17 winners. They get Oakland, Riverdale's rival, uh, and they get them in Lebanon. So a home game for the Blue Devils, a very good home field crowd, and a tough place to play. Uh, But the Patriots are on a mission, it feels like that, Mo. Lock it up. Lock it up, he says. I'm sorry, where did you say this game was? Lebanon. It doesn't matter where this game is, Oakland with the world. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here to help you there, Chris. <laughs> All right, uh, Patriots, yeah, they're, they're going to win. I, I do think Lebanon keeps it close in the first half. Okay. I'll, put that I, I'll agree with that. Okay. All right. I saw that one coming. <laughs> we go to the lake, Hendersonville Beach. This game at Hendersonville, the Commandos, with wins over McGavick and Gallatin. By the way, shutting them both out. No one has scored on the Commandos yet in the playoffs. Beach with wins over Overton and Clarksville. Um, do you like them, Mo? Well, here's the thing. Based on the next game that we're going to pick, could it really be a postseason if Summit and Beach don't play each other? Mm. That's well, okay. So on the basis, that, I'm going with the Buccaneers in the upset, and that would be at Shackle Island, by the way, next week. Mm. If that were to happen, it would. In fact, I don't think that it's going to matter at all what uh, Hendersonville does here, mm-hmm. because when you get to this point in the season. The Beach Buccaneers know how to win this football game. They mm. win it. Wow, both of you. Well, both of you are going to be wrong. Hendersonville gets the win at home, and they will go to the semis. All right, 30 seconds left. Summit hosting Ravenwood, another region rematch. I think this is going to be a close ball game, but I think Summit's a lock. I, they had a running clock in the regular season. You won't get one this time. But it'll be everything but. But, yes, I think Summit's a lock as well. All right, I'll add to Summit uh, by double digits handily in this one. All right, uh, so there you have it, uh, the quarterfinals in Division One, semifinals Division Two. This has been TriStar Friday Night Live. Join us for the scoreboard show beginning at 630 on your social media page for Main Street Media. We'll talk to you next week. It's the holiday season at King's Firearms. Come to King's in downtown Columbia for all your firearm needs. King's has thousands of new and used firearms to choose from, as well as a large supply of ammunition and reloading supplies and accessories. King's offers in-house financing layaway options as well. So stop by and see the friendly staff at King's for all of your firearm needs. Remember at King's, we get you loaded for less.
Young girl, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. Better run, girl. You're much too young, girl. With all the charms of a woman, you've kept the secret. Of your youth, you led me to. Summit Spartans Football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Tin Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc., Brown's Body Shop. Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. You're listening live to the Summit Spartans broadcast for the second season on 101.7 FM and Front Porch Radio, TN.com. Click on 101.7. I'm Mike Epley alongside color commentator, as always, Matt Rogers. We are just as excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. Weather here in Williamson County, chilly, 35 degrees. The 5A state champions, 12-0 Summit Spartans, have made to the quarterfinals of the 6A playoffs and welcome another common foe from Region 7, the 10-2 Ravenwood Raptors. The last loss for Ravenwood was October 1st on this field against Summit. Is it a repeat or revenge? Ravenwood is trying to make their sixth state championship in school history. So Region 7, Summit number 1, Ravenwood number 2, Brentwood number 3, Independence number 4. Matched up with Region 8, Collierville, Germantown, Whitehaven, and Houston. That's how they finished in Region 8. The storyline is Summit's defense in the playoffs, playing really well. How did we get here? Round 1, Summit defeated Houston. Brentwood defeated Germantown. Ravenwood defeated Whitehaven. And the only loss from Region 7 was Independence losing to Collierville. Round 2, Summit defeated Brentwood, and Ravenwood defeated Collierville. So in two weeks, Summit will play an opponent for the second time this season. We'll bring in Matt. How does Ravenwood close the gap from the first matchup with Summit, or does Summit continue to dominate their opponents? Well, no, I'll tell you, man, that's a great question, and and it, it could go either way. Here's what Ravenwood has to do. First of all, Ravenwood has the players to actually do it. I mean, I mean, they have four Division One skill guys. One going to Michigan, obviously quarterback Parson going to Florida State, and then they got a couple DBs going D1, one going to Duke, and number 24, Isaac Rawlings. So do they have the players? Yes. I, If I'm Ravenwood, I'm watching the first week of the playoffs where Summit played Houston. Houston had a phenomenal game plan. 
they've been doing or they did what I've been screaming all year, which is they were able to slow down the summit offense and prevent Destin Wade from breaking out and making big plays. Even when Coleman brought in Keaton Wade as his sidekick, you know, normally we're going to see, you know, 30, 40, 50 yard runs. And somehow Houston defense was able to, you know, stop them on two-yard runs, three-yard runs. I mean, we've never seen Keaton or Destin Wade really get tackled like that. But the problem for Houston was they just didn't have the players. Ravenwood does. So if Ravenwood can adopt a Houston-type philosophy game plan, they got a shot. Will that happen? Eh, I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. Of course, you got the, the Wade twins. And obviously, it's always men amongst boys out there. And then, of course, the offensive line for Summit is second to none. And now the defense is finally, or I shouldn't say finally playing, but they're really playing like lights out football. Speaking of the first matchup, they couldn't stop Kentucky commit Destin Wade. And Coach Coleman feels the Raptors have a really good pass defense. You mentioned that two Division One commitments uh, out of there at Miles Pollard and uh, Isaac Rawlings. But the stats tell you that Summit should win this game with Wade 6 of 8, 73 yards. Keaton Wade caught a couple of balls. Rushing attempts, think about this, 53 rushing attempts for 440 yards, 27 touchdowns. Destin Wade went for 264. So you know Coach Coleman is going to continue to run the ball. How do they continue to put points up on the board and get off the 20 number like the last couple of games for Summit? Well, as always, it starts up front with the offensive line. Thank God they're healthy. Thank God they are big they're strong again i've been saying it all year but not that everyone listening doesn't already know this but i'm going to reiterate it this is the best offensive line hands down in middle tennessee maybe across the state of tennessee many of these guys cooper cook uh, uh garber mullen these guys have been together for three years and then of course you throw in mason richardson big jack bauer i mean Technically, Richardson, I would call him a two-year starter because he really came on and helped this offense last year on their way to the state title. They're just so good up front. But the big key here that I see is on paper, you know, you got Ravenwood with these two stud defensive backs. Man, Brady Pierce, Destin Wade, Tanner Shake, like they ate them up last game in the air. So, yeah, it looks good on paper, but again... I can't go against Summit. They're passing, they're running until I see someone actually stop them. And so far, 13 games and even the 12, 13 we were together last year with COVID, I haven't seen anyone really do it. So moving to the defense, Chris Parson, six foot tall, threw three touchdowns against Summit in the first matchup. He was the leading rusher as well. But they will deploy five foot ten, 188 pound Cartua Chapman, who only had 26 yards and Carter Pace, 25 yards respectively in the first game so he's going to throw out to lee Millette, six foot three got a touchdown in that game and miles pollard got the other two 62 yards and two touchdowns coach coleman feels like parsons is going to run the majority of the time this is a do or die scenario for ravenwood so the same defense for summit the three four brings the pressure and watch out for keaton wade six foot four 
225-pound, the Kentucky commit. Yeah, if I'm Will Hester, the head coach of Ravenwood, again, I'm going to go back to what I said in the beginning of tonight's broadcast. I'm going to take a play out of Houston's playbook, and I'm going to slow it down on defense. On offense, I have the players to make it happen. Miles Pollard is an absolute beast. The Michigan commit at wide receiver number 13. You should hear us calling his name tonight. I mean, the kid is an absolute beast, and it's going to be a big, big test for Noah Feltz tonight. Dippled, of course, sometimes we see Dominic Hollis, the sophomore back there. But again, can they stop that kid? I don't know. I won't say they stopped him in that first game. But uh, to just solely rely on the Florida State quarterback, Parson, to run the ball, I don't think that's going to work. And here's why. Kurt Taylor has just done a phenomenal job stepping in this year for Melton and taking over this defense. We've seen so many good things tonight, so I have to trust that Kurt Taylor really put in 40 to 60 hours of film this week watching Ravenwood, and he's got an answer for them tonight. I don't think we're going to see the rushing game out of Parsons we saw uh, a couple months ago. Team captains this year voted on by the players. Cooper Cook, Brady Pierce, Destin Wade, and Keaton Wade at half... And the other half would be Ravenwood. Ravenwood's going to come on white on white with the red helmets, gold letters. And Ravenwood is going to defer it. And Summit will get the choice. Summit, blue jerseys, blue pants, and the white helmets. As we go, as Matt mentioned earlier, there are no injuries for Summit. So good for them. And that is amazing when you're in the quarterfinal game. And Summit's going to get it first. Uh, But before then, let's go inside the numbers and then get Matt's keys to the game. So inside the numbers, Summit 12-0, Navy blue and orange. Ravenwood 10-2, black and red. Summit has defeated Henry County, Spring Hill, Brentwood, Blackman, Centennial Beach, Ravenwood, Independence, Shelbyville, Franklin, Houston, Brentwood scoring 40 Point nine a game, but their last two games only twenty-seven and twenty. They're going to have to pick it up a little bit defensively, giving up twelve point three three. The last four games only seven, seven, seven and three. And Matt mentioned the defense is playing very well for Summit for Ravenwood. Uh, only two losses. The first game of the season, NBA beat BGA. One against Franklin Life Academy. Brentwood, Hendersonville, a loss to Summit, Centennial win, Pope John Paul win, Independence win, Whitehaven win, and last week, Collierville win. Ravenwood scores 34.1, gives up 23.4. Here's a number, Matt, I'm going to toss it to you. In the two losses, Ravenwood has given up 52.5 in the two losses they have. Yeah, and unfortunately for Ravenwood, I don't think that's going to get any better for them tonight because even if you have a game plan to stop, or should I say to try to contain Destin Wade, which we have seen people do in Brentwood, we've seen a little bit, but even if you have the game plan, you still got to tackle the guy. And you can't because last year, or I'm sorry, last game they had over 500 yards of offense. Wade rushed for just under 300. That's going to happen again tonight. Keys to the game for the kickoff. Keys to the game for the kickoff. Offensive line for Summit. Keep blocking. Let Wade do his thing on defense. Bring that same mentality that you brought last week. And double team number 13, Miles Pollard. Get the outside contain on Parson so he can't break to the outside. And this should be a cruise victory for Summit. Should be. Could be. Not saying it will be. But should be. Tie your cleats up, adjust your shoulder pads, button your chin strap. Look up to heaven and acknowledge what has and hasn't happened. 
get the final orders and hit the gridiron, then that's what we're going to do. Let's go, baby. Is there anything better than this, Epley? Playoff time. And they're going to throw a wrinkle into this is Brandon King is back. And I believe Brady Pierce, they got him back on the kickoff now. That is different. So John Dipple comes up and Brady Pierce will go out. So Pierce and Dipple back at the 10-yard line to set to receive. If you're just tuning in, we appreciate you listening to 101.7 Radio TN.com. Click on the link. Yeah, I'm guessing that Coleman saw something on special teams watching film that Ravenwood was going to try to do something, maybe kick it to the corner of the end zone, have one of their quick guys maybe go snag it. So he put those two uh, receivers back there to return this. And, and it's, it's short. Be, and it is short to John Dippold. Dippold's going to go up to about the 34-yard line, and that's where we're going to start. We're going to get the offensive starters for Summit. Senior quarterback, Kentucky commit Destin Wade, up for Mr. Football, 6'5", 215, across the line Matt Mullen three-year starter Jack Bauer one-year starter Tyler Garber three-year starter Cooper Cook three-year starter and Mason Richardson will give him a year and a half as well Keaton Wade will be the starting running back he's also a deadly outside linebacker Tanner Shake will be tight end Brady Pierce will be the Z receiver Brandon King and you will see Austin Harvey Harvey flanked out to the right King to the left we got the wing back off the left Keaton Wade to the right and Destin Wade's gonna run it and Wade will go for about two yards to start the game. Yeah, he ran that read zone to the left. Keaton's going to come right in front of him. He's reading that defensive end. Y'all have heard me say this the entire year. That time he saw those ends widen out to cover Keaton. Destin kept it right up the middle for a short game. So, you know, two yards this time. Probably going to see those break for 40, maybe even 60 yards down later in the game. Four linemen. Defensive lineman for Will Hester's Raptors is Wade in the gun. Keaton Wade to the left, and Keaton Wade's going to get it, and there's a hole. Keaton Wade, and there's a flag, so we're going to come all the way back. It's Keaton Wade that's going to go all the way for the touchdown, but they're going to call a block in the back on the outside receiver. Yeah, I don't like it. I did not see where the block in the back was. I was too busy watching Tyler Garber and Cooper Cook completely blow their guy about 15 yards off of the line, man. This offensive line is so fun to watch. They're so comfortable playing with each other in terms of because they've been doing it for three years. And me as an offensive lineman watching this, it truly is a beautiful thing, man. I'm happy for these kids, but unfortunately, that one's coming back. It is holding, not blocking the back, but it is on the outside. So Keaton went to the right side, and that's where the penalty was. As Keaton went all the way down for the touchdown, would have been 65 yards, and now we're going to step it back off, and it's going to be a second down for Summit. The ball would be at the 28. Yeah, and you can see Ravenwood. They're lining up with a guy right over Tyler Garber. They're covering basically every single gap with defensive linemen up front. Almost kind of like a 5-2 defense, Epley, like those 1985 Bears used to do. They're really going to try to emphasize stopping that run. So Rollins will cover Harvey, and in the slot, it will be Millette covering 
Brady Pierce. Pierce goes in motion from left to right. Lines up at tailback. Keaton Wade will get it. Keaton Wade's got another hole. Jeez. Keaton Wade, here he goes. And Keaton Wade wants a face mask, and he got it late. And Keaton Wade's about a yard short. It's 16-yard run, and it will be a penalty. Yeah, they're, what they're doing, uh, and Raven, what's doing, Andrew Dudas, number three, the sneaky little linebacker, it's almost like a stack. So what they do is they do line those five down D-line up, and then you got Dudas sneaking right behind the defensive line, almost kind of like a stack linebacker. So you heard me before the play say 5-2. That time it was like a 5-2 flex with that little uh, number three Dudas trying to just key in on that run and he I don't say he made the tackle but he's the one that had the face mask and taste uh, chase Keaton out of bounds that is the first first down for summit for the penalty it is a face mask so Wade now 1049 first quarter driving summit up to midfield Brady Pierce at tailback Pierce will get it and he slipped down and ran right into the defender a big play by Fernandez the senior so let me let me say this I'm going to be a little critical of summit right now in Coleman and here's why Ravenwood is stacking the box and running man coverage so what that means is there's nine guys in there to stop the run so if you're going to run the football your last name better be Wade if it's going to be Pierce in the middle, that ain't going to work, and that's why that three-yard loss happened right there. And the two guys he's talking about are Pollard and Rawlings, defensive backs, both Division One. Wade's going to throw it, and this is a good Love play. That. He gets it out, and Keaton Wade levels the defender. Brady Pierce goes across the 50-yard line, and he's down to the 47. I swear, man, if I believed in reincarnation, I would want to come back as Keaton Wade, man. Is there anything that kid does not do on a football field? It doesn't matter if he has the football in his hand or not. That time they ran a little swing pass out to Brady Pierce. You heard me say I like it because he had the man coverage. And then, of course, Keaton just comes and obliterates the defensive guy for Ravenwood. That was awesome. On the 47 of Ravenwood, Summit third down and five. This is a big call for Coach Coleman, who also operates the offensive line as well. So I think Coach Coleman is... I don't. The play clock's hit one, and he's got to call a timeout, and we'll take one as well. We'll be back after these messages. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want, and certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. And 
in the third down play. It's third and five from the 47. Destin Wade reads it, and he keeps it up to the 30-yard line, a 17-yard run for Destin Wade, first down. Yeah, and again, this is what I was talking about. You might want to just get used to hearing that tonight because, again, Ravenwood is stacking the box with eight and nine guys, and Destin's going to just keep the ball and run, and it doesn't matter. I mean, it's almost like you could take another high school team, stack them in the box as well, so it doesn't matter if it's eight, nine, ten, twenty people in there. Wade's going to get his. Nine minutes left in the first quarter, zero to zero. Wade eludes one. He's going to throw it deep. He's got Brady Pierce across it. It's a down. <laughs> and there it goes, Wade. Here comes Brady Pierce. The first points are Summit, 6-0. It's so good to see Destin Wade release that throw. It's a beautiful pass. Not to mention he eluded a wide open sack. And that's just what he does. And that's what Wade does. And I love to see him get his in the air. Because, again, we know he could do it on the ground. And I know how happy he gets when he's when he's able to throw those touchdown passes that was just beautiful all the way around wonderful throw great catch well done spartans he caught a brady pearson stride so it's a great play for summit to score 848 and crane is up for the extra point and we'll stay here with matt rogers matt you got to be pleased starting from the 34 yard line Summit goes down kind of methodically and then hits the bomb across the middle to Brady Pierce. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of uh, Brady Pierce running the football on that one when they had nine guys in the box, I mean, there's the, everything's working, which is exactly what Coleman thought, what he wanted, and uh, and that's what he likes to do. He says 90% run, 10% pass. Well, you saw it right there. Run, 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 run. Boop, pass right up top because they weren't expecting it. And if these guys are going to continue to run man, it's crazy, Epley, because it's like, Coleman can kind of do whatever he wants, right? I mean, even if you're stacking nine guys in the box and he's still running 90% of the time and it's working, you know, of course a pass is going to work, but that's been the MO all year. So this is going to be a big drive for Ravenwood if they can slow and milk the clock because it only took three and a half minutes or three minutes for Summit to score there. For Ravenwood, they want a six-minute touchdown drive here. And that's hard to do because they score pretty quick. So we'll see how that factors in. Travis Arrington, the junior, will kick it back to receive is J.T. Smitherman and also Isaac Rollins if it gets back to the 10. Most of the time he's going to squib one up and it's going to hit one in the... The, actually, the helmet of Putty and goes down at the 30. That was a bullet. That was a screamer across the field. Yeah, that one popped up and hit him right in the uh, right in the grill, right in the face, right there. So, so here we go. We have Chris Parsons, the quarterback, six foot one ninety two, Florida State commit on the defensive line. We'll start with Ryan Smith in the middle, John Salone and Maddox Reed. On the outside, we'll get to the other players shortly. 8.44, first quarter. We'll hand it off. Not much up the middle. Gains about three yards. The rest of the starters will be outside linebacker Brady Hendricks and Keaton Wade in the middle. Finley Jamison and Jacob Turner. Corners. 
Noah Phelps, John Dippold, and safety Brady Pierce Aidenberg. Yeah, and that's exactly what Ravenwood wants to do. You know, little power plays, gain of three, four yards. They want this drive to take as long as possible to keep the Wades off the field with offense. Second down and three, or should I say second and seven. Keaton Wade, close line, and down he goes. The ball's on the ground. Wow. The ball's on the ground. Holy smokes. Welcome Keaton Wade to the ball game. <laughs> Keaton Wade obliterated Parsons. Oh, my Lord. Keaton Wade blocked, sheds the block, rips him down. I'm a huge fan of the show Yellowstone, and I love to watch them herd cattle tackle bulls. He looked like a cow. Cowboy in Yellowstone, hopping on top of a bull, wrestling him down, ripping the ball off of his hand and saying, I'll take that as well. What a great play by Keaton Wade. Unbelievable. Remember, we had a collision at the 50-yard line. Parson Wade hit him at the 50-yard line last time we were here. So another big play for Keaton Wade. First and 10 on the 22. Dominic Collis in. Wade's going to run the option. Wade jukes one, two, and falls down. At the 25, loss of three. I mean, holy smokes. If I'm Parson, I'm having nightmares of number seven. I mean, when I was a kid growing up in the 80s around Halloween, I got scared of Jason, Freddy Krueger. Well, here it is, 2021. If I'm Parsons, I'm having Keaton Wade nightmares. I mean, it's just, it's it's been nonstop for him last game. And then starting the game like this, it can't be any worse for the Florida State commit. I mean, Keaton Wade just came off the outside like he was shot out of a cannon. And 7.25, Summit's got a chance to go up two touchdowns, leading by one, 7-0. Wade lost three on the first carry. Dominic Hollis is in. Wade's going to look to throw. Wade gets up and in. Jukes two, three, four, five, and gets back to the 24-yard line. Wow, he gained about... Two yards after all that. He had about 10 jukes, ran for about 25 yards, but only gained about two yards. I mean, that that's a, that's a thing that people that just listen don't really get the appreciation to see. If, if he literally juked 10 different guys before he was brought down. It's just, it's so fun to watch him play, Epley. But now he's going to have to make a play because he's about third and 12. It is, and Keaton Wade will go to Brady Pierce's side on the left. So it's no backs. Sam Salone is actually playing tight end on the left side. They send King in motion right to left, and he fakes it, and he's going to throw it down the line to Keaton. Keaton's got it. Keaton breaks one tackle, two. He's going to be short. He needed 12. He got 10. So now what do you do, though? It's going to be three yards short. Well, you know Coleman's going to go for it, and if I'm Ravenwood, I'm just I'm stacking the box, and I'm saying, hey, if you're going to throw it on me, throw it on me, but I'm, I'm putting seven guys on the line and linebackers right behind them, and I'm pinching every single gap and letting my outside guys overflow in case Destin keeps that and goes to the outside. I mean, that's all you can do. And even if they do do that, now you got to tackle the guy. It's fourth and three on the 15-yard line. Summit leads 7-0. to zero. Keaton Wade in the backfield. 5.44 left in the first quarter. Destin Wade at quarterback. What's Wade going to do? Wade's going to run outside. Wade fakes one, two, and he lunges for the first down marker. He extends for it, and I think he's got it. Hang on. Wait and hold. He extended the ball out, and it looks like he might have it. They might have to measure that one. It's going to be close. He needed three yards, but it looks like Wade extended out, and... Ravenwood thinks they have it. We're going to see. 
This is going to be close. Yeah, they're going to measure that. He's uh, he's calling for the chains. And judging by Ravenwood's reaction, I can kind of tell if players are just doing it just to kind of like trick the referee or if they actually mean it. I don't it. know. Ravenwood really thinks they have this one. But uh, either way, they stacked, uh, they stacked every guy on the line they pinched, you know, did exactly what I thought they should do. And uh, they had a guy there. There wasn't much for Destin Way to do. So the fact that he actually even got positive yards shows how awesome he is. He got it. He got it. He got it by six inches. And there's no review in high school, so Wade is going. <laughs> Just another great play. And what we didn't talk about is how he stretched out like Superman. And that was just another great play for Destin Wade. And now here we go. I mean, he's just knocking on the door. It's about to make it a two-score game right off the gate. Four wide receivers for Summit. Two to the left, two to the right. Keaton Wade off the left hip of Destin Wade. 5.15, the clock's running. On the basically 12-yard line of Ravenwood. Keaton Wade will get it. Keaton Wade's going to barrel his way, and we got a late flag as Keaton gets two yards. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's going to be on Richardson. I mean, he blew his guy about 10 yards off the ball, and uh, it is going to be holding. I don't know if it was on him, but the the flag was thrown in that direction. I mean, either way, this offensive line, man, these holes that they're creating are just so phenomenal, man. It, it really is a, a treat to watch these guys play together. A lot of people, a lot of pundits thought this would be a high-scoring game right now. It's Summit. It's ball control. Basically had the football the entire first quarter. Yeah, they really have. And uh, Parsons might be uh, twitching on the sideline thinking, crap, do I really have to go back and fix number seven again? Last week, Keaton Wade t- put the quarterback out with the hit. That that hurt. So you you lose Parsons. I, I don't know what kind of chance Ravenwood would have. And Wade first and seventeen will throw. He's going to fake it, and down he goes. And the pressure is getting to him. Is Carter Miller will get the sack on Wade? Yeah, you talked about how you know the pundits are saying this could be a high scoring game, and and I see that because it was on the higher side. But here's one thing you got to understand. The Summit Spartans have given up one touchdown in the playoffs. Uh, They gave up three points last week to Brentwood. They gave up a a touchdown to Houston. Before that, they gave up a late touchdown. Their second string gave one up against Franklin. Uh, And then against Shelbyville, you know, they they gave up seven points. So it's like this defense is different than when they played Ravenwood before. So after the sack, it's second and 23 on the 26, and we got a flag, and we're from the back judge. We'll see what this is. No. And they're going to say no flag, and we got a timeout, and we'll take one as well. 344 left in the first. Summit leads 7-0. to with the ball in the 26 of Ravenwood. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales is awarded by Chrysler in the state to Tennessee in 2019. 
At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aides, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. And it's second down and 23 on the 26, and Wade will roll to the left and throw across the middle, incomplete to Keaton. So 336 left in the first quarter, it's 7-0, but Summit third and 23 on the 26. Isn't it crazy now? I don't know if you feel this way, Epley, but, you know, you think third and 26 for the offense, and you're like, eh, this is not good. But now it's like it doesn't even really matter when it, when, when Summit and the Wades are out there. And this is definitely four-down territory for Coleman, so he's probably looking for 10, 15 yards so he can go for it on fourth. Here we go. And Wade's going to throw it. Wade's got pressure on him. He's going to throw one up to Keaton Wade and out of bounds, and Wade hits the deck. Could have been maybe a late hit, but they did not call it. Stolen work, and now it's fourth down. Yeah, he was looking for his brother Keaton on that one for sure, and it's a shame that Summit doesn't have a kicking game uh, for this one because this is a perfect you know, field goal opportunity to go up two scores this early in the game, but now Summit's in a position where they, they need 23 yards now, and High probability, uh, you know, most offenses wouldn't get it, but you never know. They got it on fourth and three. With Wade ro- running for three, I don't know if this is going to be a run. Fourth and 23 on the 26. And four seconds left and a timeout Ravenwood. We're going to stay here. It's very important. Now, my question to you, Matt, is if you're just tuning in, we appreciate you listening on 101.7, frontporchradiotn.com. You need 23 yards. You can get a first down on the three. I'm not sure what play call you have, but you're going for it on fourth and 23. Yeah, I'd like to see what type of defense Ravenwood's going to come out in. I'm guessing some type of cover two or cover three because you want to assume it's going to be a run. If I am Summit, uh, I'm running crossing routes deep over the middle and an RPO for Destin, which is a run-pass option because you give someone like him a little bit of daylight, you know, he's going to make at least three or four people miss. So that's what I'm thinking Coleman's going to do right here, an RPO option with, with Destin Wade rolling out, you know, most likely to the right. Needs a big play here. Uh, maybe to the left because he's got Keaton on the left, but who knows. 3.26 left in the first quarter. Destin Wade with three wide receivers trips to the left. Fourth and 23 on the 26. Leading by seven. Wade's going to come up in the pocket. Wade's going to try to run it. Wade's going to go for the end zone, and it nowhere close to it. He's knocked out at the 12, so the gain was 11 yards. Yeah, RPO, and with that pressure coming to the outside, they brought... 
really big outside pressure on both sides, so Destin Wade had to step up in the pocket. And typically you'd see your quarterback step up in the pocket, look for your receiver downfield, but he didn't even do that. He was just thinking run first. He stepped up, took off, and unfortunately came up about 10 yards short of the first down. So now Ravenwood will get the football, 316 left in the first. And we're going to see what they have to offer. And they're going to run it to Molette. Should I say a sweep? Molette will go to the right side. Millette's going to be marked out at the 18-6-yard run. Yeah, a little fly sweep. We see the Kansas City Chiefs do that a lot with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. That's when you're outside your receiver, your fast guy comes in full speed, and you go out of the shotgun, and right when the quarterback catches the ball, he pitches it forward to that receiver in motion, and they got about five yards there. Trips to the left for Parson. 3.06, first quarter. He's going to throw it, and it's complete. And I believe it's Millette again. Millette tiptoes his way out of bounds. He's up to the 28-yard line, a gain of 11. And that's going to be a first down for Ravenwood. And you can see uh, they still want to go to the air despite the uh, train wreck last time of Keaton Wade. So uh, it's working. I mean, look, man, they got D1 receivers. They got a Division One quarterback. And um, they're trying to go to the air. I don't think Parsons going to run too much like he did last game. 258 going to hand it off to believe Chapman. Chapman will go to the 35-yard line, and that's a gain of seven. Yeah, they were just running that basic power play off the right-hand side. You got your right tackle and guard down blocking to the backside backer, and Ravenwood seems to do that pretty well. They're getting a body on a body, and uh, that running back wasn't even touched till about seven yards deep. 235 first quarter, 7-0 Summit leads Ravenwood. Quarterfinal game, the winner will play Hendersonville or Beach in the semifinals. And you can hear the home crowd for Summit getting really loud. Uh And Carter Pace is knocked down behind the line, led the way, Maddox Reed. (laughs) I'm chuckling because I know Parson was happy to get rid of that ball. I mean, Keaton Wade just coming out untouched down the backside of the line. And, you know, and, and the runs are supposed to work that way. A lot of times when you're running a power play or a zone play to the left, you don't block the last guy in the line of scrimmage to the far right, and that's why Keaton Wade is so awesome because he comes from the backside and makes plays almost as if he's on the front side because he's so fast. And they are sending Millette off the field for something. We don't know what it is. Putty comes on, third and six on the 32. Summit leads by seven. Ravenwood football going to run the option away from Keaton. And they got him in the backfield. No, but Keaton's going to try to chase him. And Keaton Wade's going to wrap him up for a loss of 10. (laughs) Oh, no. That's a bad call. They give him a call at the end, probably for roughing. And, wow, Parsons is tackled by a loss of six. But can I, I mean, can I say something positive and, and legit here? Chris Parson is a Florida State commit quarterback that has unbelievable speed. And he is getting outran by Destin Wade, the Kentucky commit. Non, Keaton Wade, the Kentucky commit, non-stop. And they're going to call a personal foul on Keaton Wade. Bad call. 
And I'm not being a homer. I'm really not. It would have been fourth and about 20 yards, yeah. and now it's an automatic first down. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to call it like it is. Again, I am not being a homer. That's just a soft call, man. I mean, that's just problem. He, he didn't do anything other than chase him down and tackle him. He was trying to rip the ball out of his hand to get another forced fumble, and I don't know. Welcome to 2021. And they're going to throw it. It's complete to Dickinson. And Dickinson will go out to the 48-yard line, a gain of eight. In Ravenwood's defense now, I mean, they really suck some legit time off this clock. There's just over a minute now left. And, you know, this is exactly uh, what um, what Hester wants to do here, head coach of Ravenwood, is juice this clock, keep Destin Wade off the field, keep that defense going, tire him out as much as possible. This is really working in Ravenwood's favor. And Parson back in the shotgun. Got a bunch formation, second down and three on the 47 for Ravenwood. Parson's going to roll white, didn't set his feet, but still completes it down the middle, and it's going to be a tough down to Irvin. Irvin for 53 yards. Yeah, Blake Irvin, man. He, he's kind of one of those no name or, or unknown name receivers on Ravenwood because they have so many D1 commits. He's not one of them, but he had a step right there, and uh, that was a great throw by Parson. And now all of a sudden, here we are at the end of the first quarter, you know, potential tie ball game if they make this kick. And then you just go to show you how big that personal foul was now. That is a huge momentum shift for Ravenwood. It is, for sure. The extra point is good. We'll stay here 38 seconds left. So think about this. Ravenwood runs two plays on their first possession. Keaton Wade with the sack. Ball goes on the deck. Summit gets it, can't score. The next possession, Keaton Wade makes another play, and they call a a personal foul on him. And now it just... Two plays later, Ravenwood scores. Yeah, this is going to be a big drive right here for Summit. I'm I'm assuming they're going to stay disciplined. Coleman's going to go back to doing what he does and throwing Keaton in there, running that read zone, running that fly stretch, running those counters to try to move the ball and, um, you know, take control back in this game because uh, now the momentum has definitely shifted towards Ravenwood. 38 seconds is now John Dippold is back and Brandon King. So this is a packed house in Summit for a great matchup for 6A football. If you're just tuning in, we appreciate it. 101.7. Also on Front Porch Radio TN, just click on 101.7. You can hear it anywhere. 7-0, or should I say 7-0 before Ravenwood scored that 53-yard touchdown pass from Parson to Irwin. And you can see, I mean, uh, Hester really thinks that he can throw the ball on this defense because uh, most of their positive plays, ha- or I should say big plays, have come through airing it out if they don't get sacked. So if I'm Hester, I'm telling my old lineman, pass pro because we can move the ball on this defense. And John Dippold runs right into the defense. And goes to the 20. And, well, we got a flag on uh, maybe a late hit or a foul on Ravenwood after Dippo was tackled. See, man, that's another weak call, Epley. Ravenwood should not be penalized for that tackle. I mean, Dippo ran right into the Ravenwood uh, defenders. 
And they hit him and they tackled him. I mean, and, and the referee came from the summit sideline and threw that flag like 50 yards away. I don't like that at all. That That's a weak call, man. The only thing I can think of is they're saying or jawing something there that we can't hear. Well, I, I'm with you on that, but it was the sideline judge who couldn't hear anything from this side that threw the flag. I just, I don't know. I don't like it. Let the kids play. I'm, I'm not a dirty player. I don't like dirty football, but those two personal fouls, the one on Keaton and then right there on Ravenwood, those are two soft fouls that just should not be called. 28 seconds left in the first quarter, 7-7. Seven to seven. Pierce will go back, and Hollis is back Ooh. there. And, man, oh, a missed block up front by Cooper Cook and obliterated uh, Hollis in the backfield, and this is a loss of five on the play. Yeah, that's uh, Hollis's first carry of the game, and, you know, the poor kid didn't have a chance right there. I mean, he, he's lucky that wasn't a fumble, so good on him for, uh, you know, not putting that ball on the ground because, I mean, he was literally met big hit right when he touched that football. If you're Coach Coleman, you got to get motivate this offensive line. They're not doing much right now. We'll take a commercial break. Seven to seven score. We'll come back for the second. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. Start of the second quarter. 7-7 to score, and here goes Wade. Wade will roll his way (laughs) on a second and 15. Gets across midfield from the 30 to the 47 of Ravenwood. Here he comes. Yeah, and that offensive line must have heard you from up here, uh, from down there, Epley, when you said someone's got to get on him. They got after it right there, and that's Wade doing what he does best, running that read zone, keeping it, and there was a wide open hole right there. He didn't get touched until he was 20 yards up the field. 24-yard run for Destin Wade now at the 46 of Ravenwood and Keaton Nope Wade. Here comes Destin. There it goes, Destin. Bye bye. Come on, and he slows down. For some reason, Destin Wade slowed down, maybe letting the defenders go past him, but he goes to the 13. I'll tell you what happened. Number 13, Miles Pollard, the Michigan commit, has got six speed and actually chased him down. And, you know, I don't know if it's the cold weather or what it is, but, you know, Destin, we don't see him get caught too much. And uh, that time, Pollard really chased him down. There was some serious speed going on there. But it didn't matter. I mean, he already broke away for, what, 30, 40 yards, right? It was a 33-yard gain for Destin Wade. 
40 seconds into the second. It's going to throw to Keaton to the right side. Keaton hammers his way for about five yards inside the 10 to the 9. Yeah, and they ran that quick screen, uh, quick, quick screen again to uh, Keaton Wade right there. Catches it about three yards behind the line. Rushes for about uh, eight yak yards right there, and that's another positive play for the Wade Bros. So as they wait for the call for Coleman, the score seven to seven. On the nine-yard line, second and six, credited that pass play for four yards. So we're just starting the second quarter, the third possession for Summit. Destin Wade at quarterback. Destin Wade eludes one, eludes two, eludes three, and he will get back to the line of scrimmage. All that work, and they're going to actually give him one yard. I mean, it's crazy. Any other quarterback in the country probably would take a five-yard loss in that. So it's kind of like, eh, you know, Wade only got a one-yard gain, but people don't know. I mean, he literally shook about four tackles to get that one yard. I mean, he had people in his face again. And back to what you were saying, Epley, what's going on with the offensive line? I mean, this drive has not been great for them with the exception of, you know, that one play. But uh, they're going to have to tighten it up a little bit up front. I think their success is going vertically or just going straight, not sideline to sideline with this. And Wade's going to throw it. He's got uh, across the middle. we got a flag on the play. He tried to get Tanner to shake in the end zone, threw it down to his left ankle, and it uh, looks like it's going to be on s- sideline warning. And it is. So we're waiting. And it is fourth down. That is just a warning. Wow. I mean, with the exception of those two big plays, I mean, Ravenwood's really making some at earnest. And I can't remember the last time we saw two back-to-back drives for Summit not resulting in points. Houston, they stop them two, here. I mean, two weeks ago. I mean, this has been like this kind of in the playoffs a little bit for Wade. But Wade's got him open. And Wade hits Brady Pierce on the slip. Yeah, baby. For nine yards for number one to number 13. Quick slant to Brady Pierce. And burns the Duke commit Isaac Rollins again. He had that quick slant. And he had actually pretty good coverage. And that just shows the toughness of Brady Pierce and the accuracy of Destin Wade. What a great play, throw and catch from Wade to Pierce. Awesome. What do we know? We thought it would be Destin Wade running it. He had 200 and something yards running in the first matchup. He has run a couple of plays, but the two touchdowns are passing tonight. Love it. Against a, probably the best pass defense right. I know in Middle Tennessee. They got two Division One commits. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's fun to see for Destin because, you know, again, I've been saying all year he gets so much credit for his feet and running, which he should. He's, you know, unbelievable. But he also has an incredible arm, and the kid is accurate. I mean, his downfall for throwing, when he doesn't set his feet, his arm's so strong he overthrows, you know, sometimes. But when he sets his feet, man, he has such a commanding, quick release and throw. His accuracy is on point. I love watching Destin Wade throw the football, and that was nice. So the lead, 14-7, to back to Summit. 9.33 left in the second quarter. 
So can Parsons answer? Ravenwood was bailed out on the last drive by a personal foul call. We'll see here. Smitherman is back along with Rawlings deep at the 14. They've moved him up a little bit for the kick from Arrington. And he's going to put one on the ground again. It goes up to the 30, to the 35. And it's going to be a great field position for Ravenwood. It's so weird. They, they have the option. Coach Coleman says if he wants to go deep, he goes deep. If he doesn't, he doesn't. That's I mean, that's what I can tell the, the people. Did he tell you like why? Like why you would not want to go deep? Like because you're giving him the ball on the 45 yard line. It's weird. Well, yeah, but the, the other argument hit the guy in the head and down at the 29-30. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. 45-yard line is where Parsons will, Parson will start. So Chris Parson committed to Florida State, 9-23, and will hand off up the middle. Chapman, Chapman will run it up the middle and bounce it out to the left to the 41 of Summit. And back to the ground there, and, you know, Ravenwood has done a decent job so far of moving this football with the exception of that uh, first drive where Wade almost killed the quarterback. Other than that, I mean, they're moving the ball on the ground and in the air. Which we thought they would. I mean, pretty good offense. Parsons going to move around. Parsons pressured, and he finds a wide-open receiver chucking down the field, and it's, I believe, Rollins. And that's he checked it down to him for the down to the twenty. And here they go again, and that is quick, man, knocking on Summit's door, right there on the twenty, in the nineteen yard line. And uh, holy smokes, I mean, we're in a dogfight. I didn't think that we would uh, see it, you know, right here in the uh, this early in the game. Well, we've seen it almost in every game with Summit, uh, the dogfight. So. It's not anything new for them. They usually break open and then just run away with it. But I I didn't suspect this. I really didn't, man. I didn't think they'd be able to move the ball this much, especially with the way the defense had been playing. The run by Parson will go for, uh, I'm going to say, to the 14. So that's six yards for Parson. So here we go. Second and five, man. And uh, you you got to think, uh, what's wrong? Yeah, the red zone. Right, but you got to think, you know, Summit D's got to tighten up here, man, because uh, you don't want this to be a tie ball game with 14 points, man. Then there we go. Chapman will run in the middle, and the ball's on the ground with the whistle blown. They're going to say four progress, and they're going to actually give Chapman a yard. Pierce almost came up with some loot there at the end because uh, if that would have been a fumble – he saw nothing but daylight, and now it's going to be interesting to see what Taylor comes with on this third and about four. I think Ravenwood's going to the air, Epley. Eight minutes left in the second quarter, third and four on the 14, and they're going to put Keaton Wade off the left. Keaton Wade couldn't get in there, and it's going to skip up to the receiver at the three-yard line, and it's incomplete. So it'll be fourth down and four on the 14. If Ravenwood has any kicking game, I would kick it here, Epley, if I was them. You know, it's seven. You know, 7.49 left. You're getting the ball back at the turn. But uh, they're going for it. Interesting call. And here we go. Parson 
with Chapman off the right side. You got trips to the left. Three defenders. Keaton's got to go out there with them. And Parson will run it. Parson! I don't know. I did that the 10. He needed the 10. And this is going to be close. And it looks like they're going to give him the first down. Yeah, he could he do that stretch just like uh, Destin did a couple series ago. And uh, are they giving it to him? I haven't seen him signal yet. If it would be. Oh, oh, snap! Change everything. The change, it's a turnover. They're not even measuring it. Wow. That's insane. You know what I was just going to tell you? I was going to say, wouldn't it be interesting if they measured it and didn't give it to Ravenwood? But like you said, they didn't even bother to measure it. If I'm Ravenwood's coach, I am flipping out right now. And it looks like he is. He did not like that call. And I'm kind of with him on that one. I don't know why you don't at least get a measurement. They said, uh-uh. Oh, that's, <laughs> wow. Carson is short. Oh, so man. So the second turnover on downs, and Summit will get it on the 10. Keaton Wade. Uh-oh. And Keaton Wade carries players all the way out to the 23. Could have been another face mask. And there's and a flag. It is getting a little temper out there. You're seeing those tempers rise, and and uh, Ke- or, uh, Destin, or Keaton was uh, carrying another defender on his back, rumbling, stumbling, fumbling after the tackle. The Summit fans didn't like it, and some came in a little bit late, and he got that flag. And we're going to see is they're going to try to keep this game under control. They. They're calling the personal fouls both ways. Keaton Wade got one, and Ravenwood got one, and now it looks like it's going to, if there's a penalty, it's on Ravenwood. But Keaton Wade did get 13 yards. It's a dead ball, unsportsmanlike against oh. Summit. Well, didn't see that coming. Interesting. Okay, we thought it might be Ravenwood. What do I know? We thought Parson may have the first down. He didn't. They didn't measure it. Now it's a personal, uh, unsportsmanlike against. So I just got word that Keaton Wade pushed him after he got tackled. Referees didn't like it, so that was the call. It was on. It was on Keaton Wade. Okay, so a first down, and then they're going to back it up uh, for unsportsmanlike. And which is a, which is interesting. You don't see the you know the Wade brothers get you know a little nasty like that. Well, give it back but to there me because go. here goes Wade. <laughs> Destin Wade up the middle rolls his way out to the forty-five yard line from the twelve. They're going to mark him at the forty-three. <laughs> yeah, man, that the hole was wide open there, man. So I don't know if Destin or Keaton or somebody, or if it's just the offensive line banding together, or if someone said something to him, but. Uh, that middle of the field was wide open right there. Again, it's the read zone. I promise you listeners, I'm not just saying the same thing over and over again. Goldman runs the same plays over and over again. It's the read zone, and he either takes it and keeps it or hands it to his brother, and it usually keeps it. Going to throw it out to Pierce. Pierce cuts it up like a knife in the defense across the 50, and we got another flag hmm. on the play. And Destin Wade is screaming at someone. I think it keeps wow. for something. 
Is he screaming at his brother? Is he screaming at Keaton? Or what? Someone on the right side where the flag was. I don't know what Dustin Wade saw. And it was going to be an eight-yard play to Brady Pierce, and now they're going to step it back off. Yeah, these are the times you wish you had the microphones on the player to see what happened. Because unfortunately from up here, like, I can't tell you, oh, this is what happened. Because I really don't know. But uh, either way, we're seeing Summit do some very uncharacteristic things. That's the third personal foul in the first half. And we just don't see him do that ever. Yeah, it looks like they're holding penalty on them. Um, first and 19 on the 34. Summit will start and throws it to Keaton. That play is not going to work. Um, Destin Wade, they, they're reading Keaton Wade. You're gonna if you, if they throw someone, Keaton's to the outside for the screen. If they throw someone up the seam, it may work. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And, and that's the third time they went to the well on that play, and it was the same play last one for for Brady Pierce. So, you know, like I was saying, like. Coleman doesn't run a complex offense. I mean, he runs the read zone, the bubble screen, and, you know, you got to come up with two or three ways to stop these guys because they're going to give you what you watch on film. Second and 19, a ton of penalties against Summit. Summit leads by seven. Keaton Wade will get up to the secondary, and he carries about three people after breaking five tackles. He's up to the 46, so a gain of 12. All right, it was a run play for the listeners. I'll let you guess what the play was. You're correct. It was the read zone. He gave it to Keaton that time, and here's the crazy thing, man. Keaton was met in the backfield by two or three guys. So it should have been a three-yard loss, and somehow he turned that into a gain. Just the Wade brothers are unbelievable. Third and seven on the 46, going away from the scoreboard. Destin Wade. Wade's got pressure. Wade's going to throw it one step to Brady Pierce. Brady Pierce beats him again. Brady Pierce will walk in again. Touchdown. Destin Wade, Brady Pierce, the third one of the night. Three touchdowns in the air for Destin and Brady. And holy smokes, is he eating up these defensive backs. That time it was Lucas Houston, number 28. And hello, Brady Pierce. That is awesome. I mean, he was wide. Oh, he had five steps on him, Epley. Brady Pierce shows up in big games. There used to be a guy they called, oh, and a missed extra point by Crane. No. Not good. We'll take a commercial break, and we'll be right back. 27's the score. Summit leads Ravenwood. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. 77. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM with Matt Rogers. Here's Mike Epley. And welcome back in. It's the quarterfinal game. That means eight teams remain in 6A football. Summit leads Ravenwood in the second matchup of the year. 20-7 after a big play. Destin Wade, 54 yards to Brady Pierce. 
unbelievable night for Destin Wade in the air. We'll see what happens now for the kickoff for Arrington. This is going to spin one up to the 29-yard line, and it will be returned out to the 37th. And here comes the defense. I'll tell you this. Brady Pierce, every time we've covered this team, Brady Pierce in these big games step up some way, somehow. This is phenomenal. I love watching that kid, man. He, he reminds me of, uh, you know, like like James Harden before he became James Harden when he was like the best sixth man on the court. Like, that's Brady Pierce, man. He's such a key player that is an unsung hero so many times. But like you said, man, he does show up in big games. And eight up in the middle, and that's John Salone for a gain of one as Parson tries to wiggle his way. Not much doing. Another flag. I just find it hard to believe when we played the first matchup. I want to know the penalties on the first matchup. That tells me a personal foul in Summit. Unbelievable. I mean, God, that's number four in the first half, Emily. This is just uncharacteristic. And I got to I gotta say it, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be that guy, but these are weak calls, Epley. They're just weak calls because they're tackling. They're gang tackling them. They're not doing anything wrong. You're, it's, you can't say because they're talking smack because these flags are coming from 40, 50 yards away. I, just, I don't like it, man. On the 46th now of Summit, one play and you're already across midfield. Ravenwood trails 20-7. to seven. Five minutes, six seconds left until halftime. Carter Pace will go up the middle, tackled by Brady Pierce again at eight. Yeah, and tackled by Wade right there. And the cool thing about Wade, man, uh, Keaton Wade, every time he makes a tackle, he's always trying to rip and strip that football. And usually he does because he's got so much strength, but he's always going for the forced fumble. And should have been a false start. The right guard moved early, and they missed the call. They missed a false start. His plain as day is Parson will hit Millett for 38 yards. Yeah, Dippled, uh, he had a step on Dippled that time, and unfortunately for Summit, that's going to be a touchdown against them when that should have been a false start, like you said. And, uh, ugh, with these... Ticky tack calls and these missed calls. All of a sudden, Ravenwood stays in a game that could, should, maybe would be a blowout. This is unbelievable to kind of watch this unfold a little bit with all the penalties and how you miss. And another flag, I believe, a late flag on the kick. This is unbelievable. And I'm trying to get your uh, stats from the last Ravenwood game. On the penalties. So last game, Summit had six penalties for 55 yards. And uh, I'm going to argue, I'll find out in two seconds, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that they have over 100 yards in penalties this game, and it's only the first half. I'll get back to you with an official stat shortly on that one, though. The kick is uh, the extra points good. We'll get the flag on the play in just a second, but 20 to 14 is the score. So Ravenwood scores after a personal foul and a missed false start on the right guard, and that leads to a touchdown, a nine route ran by Millette, got behind Dipple. So before that penalty, Summit has had six for 75 yards. And we're 434 left until halftime. 
Interesting. Very, very interesting. They called running into the kicker on Summit. It's going to be a penalty on the... That's another one. And now... Watch out for the onside kick here. If, if you're Coach Coleman, you might want to put your hands team out there because it's on the 45-yard line. Follow me here on this if you're listening home. So the ball has moved 15 yards into Summit territory. If You better watch out for an onside kick here. I would definitely onside kick it. I mean, you know, you're kicking from Summit's 45. I mean, you don't need to blast a touchback. I'm going for an onside kick because, I mean, if it passes 10 yards, you're right there on the 35-yard line, and that front line is probably just going to fall on it anyway. Yeah, I just kick it up in the air. And, I mean, a short, yep. like, a little area. So 20-14 to is the score. Summit leads Ravenwood in the clash between these two teams, and he's going to boot it all the way back to the end zone. That's so stupid. <laughs> so it's a touchback. <laughs> so that penalty did not hurt. Not at all. Like, you didn't even take advantage of your penalty. <laughs> I don't get it. It could be where Summit's offense has to just basically score every time and it's capable of doing it. But I will tell you this. This is, this is not what I want to say on the radio. But two of the touchdowns are basically penalties, personal fouls caught on Summit, and then a missed off, off false start. Yeah. I, I just... I don't know. I, I, once again, I've never said this all year, but I just don't want to sound like a homer. Yeah. Not, not when so many people are listening in a in a, in a quarterfinal game. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I really do try to stay as biased as yeah. possible. You know, I know we're announcing, you know, for Summit, this is Spartan Radio, but at the same time, you know, I'm a football player first. I'm a coach first, and I'm going to call the game like I see it. You know, if if someone was playing bad football or they're getting their butts kicked or something, I'm, I'm going to call it out. But they got the two best players in Tennessee, and these referees have not done a great job so far. We're going to take a break. Timeout on the field. 4:34 left until halftime. 20 to 14. The score. Summit leads. Hey, folks. It's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. So, welcome back in. This will be... This will be the sixth possession for the Summit Spartans in the first half. Summit with three touchdowns going to the air to Brady Pierce on all three. 20 to 14 is the score. A lot's going on. A lot of penalties being called on both teams, but Summit's getting knocked for the big ones, the, the ones that would have been a punt for Ravenwood on the second possession, turned around and scored on a 53-yard pass play. So we'll see what kind of answer Destin Wade has in the offense with Keaton playing both ways. And Keaton Wade breaks one, two, three, and the coaches are just pounding the table in Ravenwood's defensive side because they basically said, we have the players in position, you just can't do it for your game. It's just crazy. It's got to be so frustrating to be a coach against Summit when you call the right plays, when you put together the right schemes and your players are in place. But unfortunately, you're just facing the Wade brothers. I mean, he was literally tackled five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he made it a five-yard game. It's unbelievable. 
So putting Pierce in the backfield. And Pierce is going to run it. And Pierce, you got to give it to him. He's close to the Great first run. down marker, running the tailback position, motion in, and it looks like they're going to give it to him. Yeah, just an absolute hard-nosed, tough run for Pierce. It was a counter off to the left side. You got the left tackle and the guard double-teaming that D tackle all the way to the backside backer. And But uh, Pierce had to earn his stripes on that one, and he took about a two-yard gain and made it into a five-yard first down. Well done, Brady Pierce. There goes the big offensive line with two receivers to the right. Pierce will be in that slot. Keaton Wade is tailback on the 30. Going away from the scoreboard, and Wade tries the read option, and Wade is put down from behind a three-yard loss on the play. Yeah, great tackle by the defensive line right there. Trying to run the read zone, keep it to the outside. Unfortunately, that time, one man tackled Dustin Wade. So we don't see that too often, and now... uh, the clock continues to run, and you can tell Coleman's going to take his time and try to score just before the half ends because you know Ravenwood's going to get that ball back at the turn of the half. Yeah, it would be a dagger against Ravenwood to watch Summit go down and go up two scores oh, yeah. right at the end of the half. And I'm, like you said, I'm sure that's what Coleman wants to do. And he's going to throw it, and it's complete to Brandon King. Brandon King kind of rolls his way down to the 38-yard line. He's going to be about three yards short. Yeah, Matt Mullen almost lost that black to, uh, block to the outside, and then all of a sudden Keaton Wade helps him seal that edge, gives Destin a little bit more time to hit that wide receiver wide open across the midfield. So it's third and two on the 38-yard line. Wade is going to run it. Wade, and he will tiptoe, and they're going to give it to him from the far judge. And he needed two, and he got three. It's just crazy. i got to give credit to the offensive line on that one. I mean, they the Ravenwood literally had eight guys on the line of scrimmage with two linebackers right on top of them, and uh, he ran it for a first down. Well done up front. Now to the 40-yard line, Summit with the football, leading by six. And we'll do the sweep to Brady Pierce. He cuts it back inside up to the 45, five-yard run for Brady Pierce. Yeah, good job on Richardson and Cook on the right-hand side. Cook, the right guard, just blew his guy right off the line, and then Mason Richardson clean up on the linebacker and was able to make that a nice five, six-yard run. Two receivers to the wide side. It's Harvey and Pierce. Summit up six, second down and five on the 45-yard line. Quarterfinal matchup. Wade's going to throw it. Wade's pressured, and down he goes, but he's got the ball away low to the tight end, incomplete third down. Yeah, the crazy thing, too, is uh, from, from a Ravenwood standpoint, they're having Molette guard Pierce, and they're taking, you know, arguably their best defensive back, which is Isaac Rollins, and they're putting him on Austin Harvey. So uh, that's a... Pollard at Michigan. Yeah. So you're not even naming him. Pollard at Michigan, but he's he's on the other side covering like Tanner Shake or, or King or something. My, my point is our best receiver, Pierce, who's having a huge game, is getting covered and manned up by their worst defensive back. Interesting. Third down and five from the 45. 139 left until halftime. Wade's going to roll it. He's got Shake wide open, but he goes for the big play. The King and King... I'm not sure why he didn't throw it to Tanner Shake. He tried for the home run ball. Yeah, he tried for the home run ball, and right there, I mean, you had Miles Pollard, the Michigan 
guy, I mean, literally right on Brandon King. That's just a bad read on Wade. And now, not only does Ravenwood get the stop, we're seeing something Coleman never does. He's not going for it on fourth down, and he's giving him the ball back with a minute and 30 left, and they get the ball at the halftime. This could be interesting, Epley. Well, you would think if you got to the get eight, the eighth, the eighth, you know, eight teams left, it's someone's got to play Summit. I mean, c- closer than that's happened. And Pierce is going to punt it. And not a good punt, but it will get the yardage, and it will roll dead at the 22. So this is going to be uh, – this could be – you know, a little early to call it a game changer, but this this could be a huge momentum morale booster to, you know, not only give Ravenwood momentum at halftime, but give them the lead at halftime, which is something Summit has never not had this season. One night team left in the first half. Summit leads twenty to fourteen. Parson is going to throw it. It's complete from. A pretty good game up to the sticks, across to the – they're going to give it 11 yards, and it's Dickinson. Yeah, Dickinson, the sophomore, he's in the inside slot position, and he was just wide open right off the middle of the field. These defensive backs are playing a little bit off and opening up that passing game. They're running man uh, coverage with uh, one safety up top, which is Pierce, and I think that one's going to be a penalty against Ravenwood. It is. Bunsa, the right tackle moved, trying to go quick. And that will be a false start. Clock still running, 50 seconds. 45. Parson will get it. Throws to the other side, same play. Gains about six to the original line, and that's Dickinson. Yeah, that was a nice tackle right there. Um, Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. That was by Bird. Nice tackle by Bird and uh, another timeout. So this is going to be a big down because uh, there's only 36 seconds left. Ravenwood's got to do something on this one right here because uh, if they don't, yeah, it leaves them with maybe 25 seconds left to do something. I don't know if that's enough time against this defense. 2014, the score. 36 seconds left in the first half. This will be the fifth possession for Ravenwood. Once again, a lot has happened in the first half. With We've seen penalties being called on both teams. And we'll see where we go from here. Second and nine on the 33. Pressure... Davis Sane just comes in the game, and Parsons is going to flip one way short. Actually threw it out of bounds intended for Irvin. Now it's third and nine. Yeah, it was interesting on that one from a uh, defensive standpoint. They brought Maddox Reed and Keaton Wade to rush. So it was basically five on two, which is why Parsons had so much time. The flip side of that, he had nobody open because we had nine defenders drop back. So that was a good call right there by Taylor. And now 29 seconds left. I mean, something, you know, miraculous has to happen here for Ravenwood to get some points. Keaton Wade's going to be coming home with two receivers to the right, and they're going to hand it off up the middle, Uh and got a little crease and a first down, and Keaton Wade's got to come back 
from the quarterback to make the tackle on Chapman, and he'll run it to the 47-yard line. Yeah, and with the stop clock here, I mean, they're just about to cross that midfield. I mean, at the very least, you want to come away with a field goal right here and run that hurry-up offense. They're running trips to the right side, and someone's calling a timeout here. It's probably it, Summit, huh? It is Summit. Ravenwood. Yeah. Why would Summit call Well, because I, I, I didn't know that they had another timeout left. I was like, huh? <laughs> no, it, it's Ravenwood yeah, I didn't trying know to get they points, points on the board. If if Coach Coleman got called a timeout, he, I think <laughs> you would throw you throw your headphones. You he would have been crucified. <laughs> so to set the, the scenario here, there's 11 seconds left in the first half, but a long first half. The ball's on the 48 yard line of Ravenwood. Ravenwood with the ball, first down. Down six. They decided to run a draw play with Chapman on third and nine and literally fooled the entire defense. So Summit giving up seven, no more than seven points their last four games, giving up 14 to Ravenwood, but you knew Ravenwood could score. Ravenwood put up 28 in the first game. Now Summit had 49, and we'll see here. Both crowd up on their feet. And the clock started running late. Parsons going to throw one way deep. <gasps> and Brady Pierce knocks it away. Big arm there by Parson throwing it from the 40 all the way in the end zone. So aired it about 65 yards. Yeah, I took a deep breath there. I thought he might come down with it. But Brady Pierce, the man of steel, comes down with another great, great defensive play. Preventing the points right there, and it's weird. I think they're going to give him one more play, even though there's zero well, seconds the cl- on the Well, the clock huh? operator started late. Oh, okay. I, so three seconds, and that's what the official says, and that's. I mean, these Summit fans are not happy. So here we go, four seconds, and this will be the final play, barring a penalty. I'm calling. I'm calling a sack by Wade right here. Four seconds. My prediction. And Wade's double team, and it doesn't matter because Keith Wade will sack it. <laughs> I'm so, calling a sack by Wade right here. So Keith Wade will sack the quarterback, and that's going to end, end it. And hold, we got two players tangled up, and it's Turner and Wise finally getting off. Okay, that's going to do it. So you're scoring halftime in the quarterfinal game here at Summit. Summit 20, Ravenwood 14. We'll take a commercial break, and we'll be back with the stats. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones & Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones & Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. We're at halftime. 20 to 14 is the score. Summit leads Ravenwood. This is matchup number two between these two teams. As we mentioned, they're in the same region. So with Summit... I would say that going the scoring maybe not as much as they want, but one, two, three, four, five possessions for both uh, Ravenwood and Summit. Summit scored three touchdowns, but it's been through the air. We thought pregame Destin Wade in the first matchup 
over 200 yards rushing, could not be stopped. He's still rushing the football, but he's doing it all. And Brady Pierce has stepped up literally and phenomenally for Summit uh, in this game. So the scoring, the first touchdown would be Summit. It would be Destin Wade, a TD pass to Brady Pierce over the top of the defense, 7-0. On the next possession, Ravenwood's second possession, the score will be Parson to Irvin, 53 yards, tied 7-7. I will say Keaton Wade was caught on a personal foul on a big play that would have been a punt. With the next possession, Destin Wade will find Brady Pierce on a fourth and six from nine yards on a pass play. The extra point's good, 14-7. As we get a couple of possessions later for Ravenwood, and they can't score, so Summit will get it back, and Wade will find Pierce once again, a missed extra point, and it's 20-7. to As Ravenwood will get their fourth possession, Parson will find Millette on a 38-yard pass play down the left side, 20-14. to Summit had one more possession, could not score, drove the ball up the midfield, punted, and then Parson had about a minute 20, couldn't do much, and Keaton Wade ends the half with a sack. So that's where we are. A lot of penalties. Both teams moving the football on on each uh, each defense. You, it, it, this could come down to who has the ball last, but this is the same scenario as we uh, experienced in the first matchup. Actually, Summit scored right at the end to make it 36-20 to 20 in the first matchup. So Summit had 36, and Ravenwood had 20. Um, but once again, there's a lot of players, a lot of D1 players out there from K- Kentucky commit, Michigan commit, Duke commit, and we have ourselves a game in the quarterfinals, and the winner will go on to play Beach or Hendersonville. Maybe we'll get a score on that game, and we'll turn it over to Matt Rogers. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you kind of nailed it with the first half of – Excuse me, I think the, the big story here are those penalties. And, you know, we could sit here and play shoulda, woulda, coulda, but uh, it really could be a 3-4 touchdown halftime lead for Summit right now, barring, you know, the penalty that was missed on the touchdown for Ravenwood and the penalty that was given to Ravenwood on that first touchdown. So all of a sudden what could be a 20-28-0 to 28-0 score, now all of a sudden Summit finds himself in a dogfight with a Ravenwood team that's kind of moving the football on them. Yeah, they're getting some referee helps, but the Summit defense is not shutting them down. They're making some big plays. Obviously, Keaton Wade on defense are making some monster plays, but you know Ravenwood has 180 total yards of offense. That's not counting the 100 yards of penalties they've also gotten. So combine the penalties and the yards, that's 280 yards. But uh, you know Ravenwood has ran 24 plays to Summit's 36. Summit has 289 uh, total yards. Passing game, pretty even. Ravenwood, 148. To Summit's 127. Rushing, Summit's completely dominating at 162 yards to Ravenwood's 32. You heard me say at the beginning of the game, I did not uh, expect a big game 
for Parsons on the ground. And I think Kurt Taylor has really done a good job of stopping the running game or, or shutting down the running game for Parsons this time around. But the uh, the big offensive superstar in that first half, obviously, is number 13, Brady Pierce. Five catches, 102 yards, three touchdowns two of them he was wide open uh and that one he was guarded pretty well on that quick slant in the end zone and he just made a great play i mean that kid is playing absolute beast mode tonight on offense and then you got to give it obviously to keaton wade on defense so what's going to happen in the second half look Epley, it's football anything can happen ravenwood's coming out with the ball but uh you, you have to think that summit tightens the screws a little bit and they'll come away with the victory but again you never know. Anything could happen, as we saw in the first half. What should have happened is different than what did happen. What's different is the weather. It's 30 degrees tonight, and when Ravenwood played here on October 1st, the weather was 55 to 60. Mm. That's number one. Number two is you need to remember, Taylor did tighten up the screws. Only, I believe, one touchdown for Ravenwood in the second half in the first meeting. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it right there. And I would suspect to see something similar. He's going to make some adjustments probably in the with the defensive back because, you know, Molette is fantastic. Pollard is an absolute beast-wide receiver. You've heard us talk about him. He's going to be a Michigan Wolverine. He's the senior wide receiver for Ravenwood. I mean, just a big kid, great hands, doesn't drop anything. And, and Dippold's had his hands full with... With, uh, with Pollard, and, and Pollard's definitely winning that battle. So you got to think Parsons going back to the air because his ground game personally hasn't been great, but his passing game has been pretty good. I'm not sure how much you want to run after the first possession and you basically get wamboozled in the backfield by Keaton Wade. Yeah, I you know, the big thing is, when you give Parson a little bit of time, he's able to make some plays. If he feels Keaton Wade coming, the kid's absolutely going to crumble. So I'm specifically having two, maybe even three blockers on Keaton Wade because you, you have to. If you're going to throw the ball, you got to at least double-team the guy or line up in that trips, make him widen out, get him off the line of scrimmage to give yourself a chance to throw the ball. Welcome back. Halftime coverage. Ravenwood had four possessions in the first meeting in the second half. The first two went for punts. Three and out. See how um, they draw it up tonight. They ran pace for a negative one, threw an incomplete pass, and then tried a screen that didn't get 11 yards and decided to punt. So then that's when Summit, it took two possessions for Summit to score, but it was Destin Wade, 49 yards. This is this is the first matchup. I'm not sure how much it would be uh, similar to it or mirror what happened in the first first game. It was it was fairly close of what we saw in the first uh, matchup. Summit did have 36, but they scored in the first matchup right before halftime. They didn't get that this this time. Yeah, it would it would be good to uh, to see Summit really tighten the screws here. I mean, what what would uh, what would really kind of put me on edge is if somehow Ravenwood were to come out and score in the second half because that's something we haven't seen, which is Summit down 
in the second half. It would be interesting to see how they react. Something that, you know, as a Summit broadcaster, I'm not really looking forward to seeing. I hope that doesn't happen, but it would be interesting to see if it did happen and how they would uh, make some changes and, and change it up and rebound. But um, it's going to be a huge drive. That first drive is going to be really, really big, and it's going to be fun to see who rises to the occasion. This team losing players from last year, but this team has been in these situations. Uh, Beach at this time last year on the road, Destin Wade had to have a miraculous into the team comeback, scoring with 30, 40 seconds left in the game to go on to win the state championship. This could be the quarterfinal game of what we saw or broadcasted last year against Beach in 5A Summit could be in that situation here. Or it could end up to where Ravenwood can't move the football, a couple of drives, Summit scores two, it gets to three touchdowns, and then it's over. Yeah, I think either way the interesting thing is the Summit offense, they don't do anything unpredictable. They don't do trick plays. I mean, they're running zone read counters with literally eight and nine guys in the box like it's it's just bizarre to think so ravenwood has the guys in position and if i'm if i'm that coach i'm telling these guys look we got you in position you got to make big plays you got to go for destin and keaton wade's ankles stop trying to wrap them up from the waist up and if ravenwood can do that uh, you might see them sneak out of here with an upset well the the issue you have for uh, Coach Hester is you bring nine players up, you're giving up a bunch of passing yards to Destin Wade and Brady Pierce. Yep. They're getting beat in the passing game. 100%. Uh, and, and still not doing that well with the stats you gave just a second ago with, with the running game. I, you know, once again, yes, you have nine players up. That may be the, the criteria to beat Summit. Uh, right now, Summit's executing in the passing game, and that's what you want to see. If Summit wasn't executing the passing game, Ravenwood might be in the lead. Yeah, and I think that's you know that's going to be your best shot, right? If you're playing the Summit Spartans, it's kind of like pick your poison, right? Because you're not going to shut down their offense. You're going to have to roll the dice and either say, hey, I'm putting all my guys on the line and in the box, and I'm going to try to shut down the running game, or at least slow down the running game, or I'm going to drop a couple guys back, and I'm not going to let Destin Wade pass. I can tell you this right now. For me, if I'm coaching against Destin Wade, I ain't saying for one sec that I could beat him unless I had some world beaters up front. But for me, I'm going to do what Ravenwood is doing. I'm going to do what Houston is doing, and I'm stacking that box. I'm trying to contain the run, slow down the run, and I'm going to make Destin Wade beat me with my arm. Every time we've seen someone do that, Destin Wade has beat them with his arm. So it's kind of like well, you pick your poison, you got to go with it. Well, let's flip this now before we take our final commercial break and start the second half. You've talked about Ravenwood, how they would do it, but Summit fans listening want to know what they need to do to come out with a victory and your keys to the second half. Keys to the second half again. I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but it starts with the offensive line. They struggle when the offensive line struggles. When they run the ball and the offensive line blocks, it's a no-brainer. Destin Wade can throw the ball. Brady Pierce can catch the ball. Tanner Shake, Bird, these guys, Austin Harvey, they're, they're all great players.
You can't really look at the Summit Spartans and say, yeah, that's their weak link. Um, so if the it all starts up front, Coleman knows that, everybody knows that. And when the offensive line breaks down, Summit Spartans struggle. And when the offensive line comes together, the Summit Spartans roll. So that's the key to victory. Get these guys to tighten up. They will. There's three three-year starters, and all five of them are seniors. They're going to tighten the screws, and Summit should cruise to victory in the second half like we've seen them do before. I'm not sure we see Dominic Collis too much at running back. No, it's, it's been weird now, yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to roll Keaton. Keaton's, Keaton's the train yeah. here tonight. So, just like Matt said, uh, if you caught what he said, he said Summit's going to tighten up. <laughs> I mean, hey, on Sundays, I mean T-I-T-A-N, tighten up. Tonight, high school for the Spartans, I mean T-I-G-H-T-E-N, tighten up, tighten the screws. 2014 Summit Leads, we'll be back. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart convenience stores proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing. Your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. 
like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Summit Spartans Football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems, Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc., Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. The start of the second half, it's Summit and Ravenwood. Summit leads 20 to 14. Pretty good half with besides the penalties. We appreciate you listening to 101.7, frontporchradiotn.com. And we got an update. Hendersonville leading... Beach 14 to 7. That game's close. We have a final. Maryville will go on to the semifinal game after defeating Farragut. Shocker. So we're going to see about <laughs> Oakland, and that, that's it. That's the only other game left. It will be Oakland uh, and Lebanon. So Lebanon's been kind of a shocker this year, huh? They've been doing well. So we'll see uh, from that game, but we do have Hendersonville up by 7. That would be the host site or field for the next game, no matter what. Beach or Hendersonville, the winner, one of these two teams will go. Think about this. Ravenwood's traveled to Memphis for two games and come to Summit. Ravenwood's been on the road. Most Well, no, actually, Ravenwood had a home game. The first one went to uh, Memphis and now back to Summit. So we'll see in the second half. So, Matt, we'll see what the Summit Spartans can do. They played so well in the second half throughout the year yeah i mean for the, the entire year this is probably for me one of the most anticipated drives i've waited for this one right here i think this is going to be uh very very big for either team again if ravenwood scores uh i would be nervous if i was summit and if summit stops them then you know i'm feeling pretty good about it I think most Summit fans feel pretty good no matter what because you have Destin Wade at quarterback. We'll see. Absolutely, but it's just, man. We'll see. It's just one of those weird games, man. These referees are calling weird fouls. It's a six-point game, and it should be a 20-point game. It's just weird. Erickson will set the ball on the 40. Back to receive, Smitherman and Rollins. Start of the second half is underway, and the kick will go to the up man at the 30 and down he goes a two yard game that's exactly how they planned so Smith couldn't get much I think they found their pigeon on kickoff return for Ravenwood that's what we used to call it when we would coach in game plan find the pigeon the pigeon's kind of the weak link on the defense offense of the return team and that time I ain't going to say the kid's name but uh, they found their pigeon I did already (laughs) oops 
Here we go, Epley. This is what it's about. Parson, Florida State commit. Oh, almost the ball hit him in the face mask. But here he goes down the line. Parson pushed out of bounds. No game. Big play by Aiden Bird on the sideline. Nice job on defense coming out the gate right now, putting pressure on him. Again, there's Parson, you know, not doing anything really on the ground. He's had a decent aerial attack tonight. But for that one, gain of nothing. And the anticipation continues for the drive for me. So the start of the second half, if you're just tuning in, Summit leads 20-14 to 14 over Ravenwood. And they're going to throw it to Millette. Millette gets to the 35. He's upended by Phelps. So now it's third down and about six. Yep, and uh, that was just a nice defensive play. What they're doing is they're bumping their receivers off about four or five yards, and they're running their basic uh, three-man front, and they creep Keaton Wade out on the outside to maybe put a potential rush on them. And here we go. Third down and six on the 35. Two great plays for Summit. Parsons going to run it. Parsons. Oh, he oh, no! And he is gone to the races. And Parsons is going to oh, score. No. Um, two missed tackles on Summit in 65 yards. Parson scores. And you look across the field and you see that Ravenwood ban their stands, their sidelines, and all of the sudden... Ravenwood is an extra point away from taking the lead, something Summit has never lost in the second half. It's weird. It's weird. 11-01 left in the third quarter and missed tackles. There was a design draw. Summit had a chance, and no one made the tackle, and the kick is up and good. My stomach's upside down, Epley. I'm not going to lie. Your stomach's been upside down every time we broadcast these games. What's new? I I feel like you're a little uh, bothered by me right now, man. But you know, just because I don't like it. Well, you keep the listeners tuned in. I can tell you about how you're acting. I don't like it. I really, really don't, okay, man. We, we, we get it. We get it. <laughs> I've watched football a long time. There's just there's a weird feeling tonight. There's something eerie. I don't like the way the referees are calling this game. I don't like that Summit is behind for the first time all year in the second half. Thank God we have the Wade Bros. Anything can happen. So uh, let's see if we can turn it up with this drive right here. Did you think Summit would go through the entire playoffs not trailing in the second half? I really did. I, you know what? Have you seen Oakland play? <laughs> Have you seen Maryville play? Uh, you know. Okay. I just I just wanted to make sure to clarify here. Yes. Okay. Because I've never seen in my life two players like the Wade bros. So I didn't think that we – I've just I've seen want, too much. You, but you've seen them behind in some games in the playoffs last year. Last year for sure. Yeah. Not this year though. No, no. You're right. So 21-20, Ravenwood now leads Summit, and the ball will be returned at the 6. Brady Pierce comes out to the 25, to the 30, and a nice return out to the 32. So now it's Destin Wade's chance to answer the score from Parsons. It was basically a draw the entire way. He didn't look to pass, and he had two guys in the lane, two missed tackles, and Parsons goes for 65. All right, offensive line. Let's go, baby. 
So going away from the scoreboard, one receiver to the right, three to the left. Destin Wade will hand it to Keaton Wade. There he goes. Keaton Wade. Come on, baby. Keaton Wade is off to the races. To chuck it, to chuck it, to chuck it. And it's answered by a touchdown from Keaton Wade. 67 yards. No, we got a flag. Oh, no. Is that a flag on the play on the far side? Oh no! And a holding penalty against Summit. So it's going to go down as a. I mean, that is a literally a 70, 80 yard penalty. I mean, this is getting like. I, I'm not sure to tell you if Summit is, is falling apart mentally or the officials are just going bonkers. I mean, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Didn't see it. Uh, it was on the far. Uh, it was on the side. Keaton ran on. It's weird, man. I, I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not just. You know, I'm not influxing my words. I really don't know. I didn't see a penalty. I saw a wide open hole, and Keaton Wade did not have to break any tackles there. It was a wide open hole, and he was off to the races. So now, first and seven on the 35-yard line is the holding penalty as Destin Wade falls down, and he goes to the ground, loss of one. Yeah, and on that one, it was just a quarterback draw. What they're going to try to do is they're going to try to widen their splits and really create a pocket for Destin to go, but he was just unfortunately swallowed up at that line. This offensive line has to turn it up, man, with that penalty call, that holding call, and nowhere to go on that draw man i hope these seniors can turn this up because they're needed now more than ever 21 20 and summit second and nine on the 34 yard line as wade is gonna throw it and he's got all day oh my god throws it throws it into triple coverage with no pressure, and that's going to be 39, incomplete. Yeah, and you hear the Ravenwood sideline playing that Florida State fight song. Um, and uh, I'm just, I'm kind of at a loss for words right now, to be honest with you, man. I mean, that, that was, uh, you know, not a great read, not a great pass. I need to see more out of this offensive line. What I'm really impressed with is, is after that long run by Keaton Wade and bringing it back, I mean, the kid didn't even go on the sidelines. And he is just such a mammoth of a football player, and he just keeps on going. So it, it's it's going to come down to these brothers and, and putting together a rally. 39 on the 34. Destin Wade is going to throw it out to Keaton Wade. Keaton Wade will roll his way. Keaton Wade carries people. He was five yards short. He finished five yards past the marker. All I got to tell you, man, Wade and Wade 2024. I'm getting the T-shirt right now. That was unbelievable. Swing screen to Keaton Wade, about two yards behind the line of scrimmage. He's met right away and literally drugged two defenders with him to the first down and more. First down summit. 9-13, and Keaton Wade will get it. Keaton Wade breaks one tackle. He carries the guy Jeez. all the way down. Smitherman goes for a ride for seven yards. Look at I'm a huge Keaton Wade fan, but being objective here, if I'm a coach of the other team, can we please stop trying to tackle Keaton Wade above the waist? Like, what are we doing here? 
wrap the kid's ankles up. These guys keep taking him on the waist up, and he just trucks them and takes them another 5, 10 yards. Keaton Wade's awesome. So 9.03 left in the third quarter. Summit down by one. Here comes Destin Wade. There goes Destin Wade. Here he comes. He takes a Peter. Touchdown. No flags on the play. Wade goes for the touchdown. That is the key. No flags on the play. Finally. And there you go. You got Summit. Finally, with no flags on the play, and that's exactly what they're going to need to do, uh, Epley. Uh, answer right away, and another great drive. They did just that, and uh, hopefully, with this, it looks like uh, they're going to go for two here. Yeah, everybody's going to get in the phone booth here as they bring Sloan in off the left side. King's a wing back off the right. Pierce is off the left. Here goes Wade. Jukes one, spins two. He dies to the end zone, and it is no good. Yep, he's about a half yard shy from that one. So, but here we go. Someone's got the lead back, and now Kurt Taylor's got to tighten the screws on this defense. And you know what, Epley? I think it just might be one of those games, man. It might be one of those back-and-forth games, and it comes down to who whoever has the ball last might win this thing. It's going to be, you know, a big revealer on this drive right here. But either way, Spring Hill is getting their money tonight with a fantastic football game. And, uh... This place is going absolutely nuts. I love it. It all started with Keaton Wade after swing pass. He was five yards short of the first down. He carried two defenders for ten yards. Go figure. Did anybody else touch the ball on that series besides a Wade? No. Wow. <laughs> that makes me chuckle. Sixth place. Sixth place, Wade, 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 Wade. It's almost like you're saying Dwayne Wade. <laughs> 68 yards. So here we go. So 26 21 is the score. Summit back in the lead. Find your pigeon. Find your pigeon again on the kickoff. And here we go. And so it's going to be up to Arrington to do that with 8.51 left in the third. And oh, he got it through the legs and they got a fall on it at the uh, 34 yard line. So. That's about it. And here comes Chris Parson. Keaton Wade is going to have to go both ways. He's literally the player going both ways. And Brady Pierce, two players out there. Kids are studs, man. Brady Pierce and Keaton Wade are going both ways. Absolute studs. So now that you have... Man, this place is loud. upset the home crowd. And the press box is shaking. High snap. And we'll go up the middle. Nothing, not much. As Chapman's upended by Brady Pierce from the safety position. Yeah, and they're still playing that run, man. This defense is lined up in that 3-4 defense, ready for that run and playing some soft coverage against these receivers. And uh, we are in a good old-fashioned dogfight here. And Summit is needs, needs a big play here to really keep this momentum on their side. Second and seven. From the 37 for Ravenwood, and we got a flag on the play. And that is, like Matt Rogers always says, that's because of you, Summit. <laughs> you ain't teasing. This place is freaking loud right now. I mean, I could feel the bleachers shifting, and you guys could even hear these fans. This place is rocking. 
<clears throat> so a false start penalty. Moves it back. Actually, it's going to be second and 11. Parson. Oh, Keaton White gets out of the way. Keaton, but pressure. And Parson will oh tiptoe his way. And they're going to say he's out at the 38 yeah, yard line. Yeah, great job by Parson, man. He had Keaton Wade right in his face, and he pulled back to show Keaton that he was going to throw that ball. Keaton jumps, and Parson was able to sneak out and turn it into a couple positive yards. This is a huge third down. It is third and six. This is about this is almost the same yardage and the same position on the field for Ravenwood as the first possession where Parson ran for the touchdown. So here we go. Parson will hand. And not going to get it. Nowhere. And he's got, well, Matt, he did get somewhere. He needed six. He got three. Chapman got three. Yeah, that was a great, great, great play there. Uh, and the linebacker stepped up to stop it. It's fourth and about three. And I don't see the punt team coming on the field, Epley. Well, now, I mean, I wouldn't because you annihilated them when they did that in the second half, the first game. So here we go. Are they going to try to get him to jump? It's fourth and three. This is the momentum. You give it back to Keaton and Destin. Right now, it could be one nail in the coffin. <clears throat> and they're going to go for it. Pressure. Outside. And... No! Oh, no, he stopped him. I don't think so. And Keaton Wade is over there to stop it. And we're going to see. He looks short from where we are. Yeah, I think he, he's definitely short, man. And I cannot believe Keaton got in on that play from the back side. Oh, no, they signaled the first down. What is going on? No measurement. Oh, no. Oh, no. They just gave it to him. What is going on? This is bizarre. This is absolutely bizarre, Epley. Molette gets the first down. Oh, my Lord. They just give it to him, and a run with Chapman goes for four. I mean, this place is just in shock, Epley. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, honest to God, not even giving them a measurement. This is, I, I can only say bizarre. It's, I've never seen anything like it. So this is, once again, no measurement. Second and six on the 47. Parson will complete it for the first down, and Millette goes out of bounds. I mean, this is just a huge character test for Summit. I don't think I've ever wanted to see something turn around so much in my life. If, if Summit ever needed a big play, now is it. Now, yes, slowing the brakes, pumping the brakes a little bit. We have a lot of football left. Six minutes, 21 seconds. But from a momentum standpoint, Summit needs to do something big here. 6.20 left in the third quarter. Parson, Parson. Parsons going to be pressured. Parsons throws it out of bounds. And the pressure was Jacob Turner. Yeah, good pressure right there on Jacob Turner coming from the middle linebacker position, chasing him to the outside, and then chasing him back to the end and making Parsons force a throw at nobody was home right there. Nice stop by the defense. On a fourth and three, the pass goes for a first down without measurement. So... Whatever, second and ten on the 45 of Summit. Ravenwood driving. Down five. Up the middle with a run. 
and it will go to Chapman to the 39. Yeah, they they run the read zone like like Summit does, but they do it differently where where the the quarterback and the running back both run towards the line of scrimmage, and he makes that read right at the last second. And what that does is it gives that running back downhill momentum, and that was a nice run for a gain of seven. Third and about maybe six or seven to gain a third and about four yards right here. Parson, and he got Pace in the back, and Pace is not going to get it. He got a yard. So now it's another fourth and three. It's the same yardage. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, man, like I said before, man, these people are getting their money's worth tonight. This time, you're at the 38-yard line, so no brainer you're going for it. So what do you want to see here? If we you're got, Ravenwood. What do you want to see? I would, uh, if I'm Ravenwood, I'm doing some type no, no, no. of... Summit. Oh, Summit, you're going to run your basic 3-4 coverage. You're going to creep your receivers or your DBs down a little bit harder on those receivers. Play the run. Fourth and three on the 38. Parson. We got bunch formation to the right. Single out to the left. And Parson is going to think about running it. And he's got to release a late, oh, an emergency receiver and will get it. Yes. Keaton Wade missed the sack, and Putty will get it. Keaton Wade was right on him and fell for that uh, that jump again. He Parsons pulled up, fake pumped like he was going to pass, and it made Keaton Wade come off of his feet. Had he just continued to run through, he would have made that sack. But another, hey, look at the kid's going to Florida State for a reason. He's a really, really good quarterback, and now in this second half, he's making some big-time plays. 26-21. Parson gets the shotgun. He's pressured by who else? Keep away. Oh! The ball's on the ground. Oh! The ball's on the ground. Let's go! Summit's got it. Let's go! Keep Wayne hits the quarterback. Yes! And down goes Parson. The ball is fumbled, and Summit's got it. Parson's worst nightmare comes back to haunt him. He shook him once. He shook him twice for two first downs. But this time, Keaton Wade says, uh-uh, I ain't jumping again. I'm running through you, picking you up, slamming you down, taking your lunch, and I'm going back to the house. Keaton Wade is for real. The future Kentucky Wildcat has fired this place up. Unreal. And who's the tailback? <laughs> Keaton Wade. <laughs> First and 10 on the 43, and Destin Wade is off into the secondary. Wade, here he goes to the 50, 40, 35, 30, and out of bounds at the 30-yard line. This has got to pump you up. And Wade's pumped up. Both of them. Keaton Wade is breathing so hard. They might have to take Keaton Wade out of the game. I don't think Keaton Wade would let them take him out of the game. It is He is the ultimate game changer. And hello, like they always say, the games you remember are played in November. And Keaton knows that he is not coming off of this field. Keaton Wade has been absolute dynamite tonight for the Spartans. And now they're going to hand it to Pierce. Pierce has got a lane. Pierce goes down to the 23, a seven-yard run for Brady Pierce. Yeah, and I'm telling you right now, ain't Coleman going to the air anytime soon right now. He wants to give his guys breathers. He wants to slow this down. Summit now has control of this game right now. And Keaton Wade essentially took these referees out of the game, left no doubt. 
Coleman's going to want to settle this down and put together a nice touchdown drive, and hopefully they do it in the fourth quarter and drain this clock in the third. Second and three on the 23 option, and here who else? Keaton Wade. He's carried two people down to close to the marker. He's going to be about a yard short. I mean, it's so exciting. I'm going to go back to the same thing. and You know, we've been saying this. You and I have been doing this now. This is our second year. I've never in my life seen two players, especially you know, Keaton Wade, I've never seen someone single-handedly take a game for themselves. Unreal. And believe it or not, and a personal foul, late Ravenwood player took the helmet off. You can't do that. So that third and one is now automatic first down. Yeah, and if I'm Summit and I'm Coleman, I'm telling you, hey, no matter what, we're going to run the ball. Stay in bounds. So let me, Dominic Collis has now got going into the game for Keaton Wade. And if Hollis could punch it in, and no, he's Wade's going to keep it. Wade goes into the secondary. Wade carries one, two, three, four, oh five, Lord. six, seven, eight. Uh, Ravenwood Raptors come to take him down at the three. He's close to the first down. Yeah, and I mean, you just you're you're seeing these you're seeing these guys go into another dimension mentally on how bad they want to dominate the other team on both sides of the ball. But you're really seeing it. With these Wade bros right now, and the way they're getting tackled, it's not one or two guys. It's five, six, seven guys jumping on him uh, to try to take them down. It's just awesome. It's so fun to watch. And we have the official. Uh, All right, here we go, and everybody's going to get a phone booth. Think about this if you're just tuned in. Keaton Wade has sacked and caused the fumble, and his team's recovered twice on parcel tonight. Yeah. (laughs) On the first drive, and this one right here for Summit. Uh, second down and two on the three. It's Pierce on the sweep. He follows Keaton Wade. Keaton Wade rumbles. Pancakes blocks his player. And there goes Pierce into the end zone. <laughs> How about Pierce with his fourth touchdown of the night? Man, they love that kid. He's so fun to watch. And Wade just demolished the defender. And you can literally feel the life in the air sucked out of the Ravenwood sideline and breathed in by the Spartan sideline. We're going to go for two, but This quickly, is awesome. What does Parson think about now that he thinks keep Wade? If he thought about him before, whoa now. I yeah. mean, this has really got to him. He, You know. Well, the, the thing is, and, and I haven't obviously watched Parson every game. I'll, I'll tell they're, you right now. They're going now, yeah. for two, uh, 32-21. Wade's going to throw it. He moves around. He makes one, loots one guy, flips it over, wide open. He got it. Three-point conversion's good. <laughs> Message to Brandon King. We'll take a commercial break. Grab your thoughts. It is now 34-21. Summit over Ravenwood. 116 left in the third. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net, Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. 
At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aides, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Welcome back in. 116 left in the third quarter. 101.7 frontporchradiotn.com. we got a flag on the kickoff. The score, 34-21. It all changed with Keaton Wade hitting... Parson, Parson fumbling the football, Summit recovers, goes down and scores from the 43-yard line. So a phenomenal turnaround here, 34-21. Like Matt said, he's basically now taking the officials out of the game. He says, I'm coming, I'm going hard. You're right, he faked him out a couple times, didn't get him on the last one. Yeah, and you know, back to what you said about Parsons, I, I haven't watched him every single game, but I, I could I could tell like he's used to running himself out of situations, and I think this is the first time he's ever met a player that he can't do that with. And a short kick to Ravenwood at the 42, and it's to the 45. So once again, Coleman's going to concede the field position here, and so the defense kind of put in a peculiar situation coming out here uh, with number seven leading the way, Keaton Wade. Yeah, I wonder if he talks to Kirk Taylor about that before or if it's Taylor's call or something. But, like, you know, hey, more often than not, we're going to give them the ball at the 40, 45, 46-yard line. I can't imagine any D coordinator liking that situation. Well, uh, three, third possession, the first one started at the 31, the 33, and now the 46. So 109 left in the third quarter. Parson will be back out at quarterback, and he's looking to try to find where Keaton Wade is. And they're going to run pace. And Pace runs into the wall of the Summit Spartans. He gains one. And nice play on the bottom of the pile would be Thad Hill is one. And we're going to pick the other player up. And, yes, sir, it's Big Johnny Sloan. Yeah, Big Johnny Sloan, man. He, he has come along so much this year and just really taken on double and triple team every single play and still finds a way to make plays. Well done, Sloan. Parson will get the signal. It's second down and eight on the 48. Five wide receivers for the Raptors. Summit leads by 13. High snap. Parson gets it. Parson up into the secondary. Will break one, two, three tackles. And Summit at four tackles. Keaton Wade runs all the way from the other side and has to bring him down. That is a terrible effort for Coach Taylor's group. Terrible. That may be the worst I've ever seen them try to tackle. Yeah, and, and maybe there's a, a lot of new guys in because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at some of these guys that some new jerseys in there. Maybe some other guys are getting tired or something, but I see three or four, you know, two or three new jerseys in there, especially up front, man. That was... And, you know, in Summit's defense, I think the referees missed another block in the back right there at the end. But, you know, it hasn't been a great advantage for Summit in the refereeing game tonight. All right, that's the end of the third quarter, and Ravenwood will have it on the three after a 50-yard run from Parson. But the lead, 34-21, Summit will be back. 12 minutes left. Who wins goes to the semifinals. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. Start of the fourth quarter, 12 minutes left. Ravenwood with the football, down 13, but first and goal on the three. So Carson at quarterback, going to bring everybody in and pace at the tailback. This is the pistol formation. Summit with about five linemen. Ready to go for it, and Parson will hang on and walk in. They kind of walked in at the same time with the football. Man, it's so crazy because especially they were doing such a good job of shutting Parson down from a run standpoint. And, man, his his last five or six touches, he's just gone off. I mean, it's, it's like these last five or six touches, he looks better than he did the first time he went against them. Yeah, he scored from 65 yards and then ran one from almost 50 yards. And the kick is good, the extra point. So it's 34-27. That's going to be good at the end, but if you got still Destin Wade. But it's really, think about the scores here. Ravenwood will stay here. Three possessions. This is going to be Summit's third possession. Ravenwood, they're two scoring drives. Three plays. Scoring drive. Three plays. The rest, Summit's made them work. At the end of this, Keaton Wade gets his uh, sack. Summit recovers the fumble. Yeah. There you go. And there, I mean, there's these quick run plays. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but we haven't seen any big pass plays in the second half, right? I mean, a couple of nickel and dimes for some first downs, but the big plays have come on the feet of Parson. And now, uh, you know, th- this this drive is uh, pivotal to Summit for this game. Pivotal. Yeah. Three plays, 54 yards, and the other one was three plays, 69 yards. Hands down the most Keaton Wade has played in a single game this year, right? Oh, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. He's got to go. The, and I'm sure he's going the rest of the way. you got to have him. I mean, he moves the needle offensively and defensively, and I would not kick to this guy, but he's going to get it at the 19. That's Brady Pierce to the 20, 25. Oh, 30, you 30, called it! 35. Oh, he's <laughs> ankle tackled, almost broken. He gets to the 37. I thought he was going to break that one, Epley. Oh, man, he trucked that kid at the end. He said, I would not kick to this guy, and I was like, holy smokes. Oh, that was a good return. That's Man, what, Pierce has the, been awesome tonight. That's when Will Hester, the head coach of Raymond, goes to the kicker and goes, don't you ever <laughs> kick it to the, that guy again. But either way, uh, Summit will get it on the 38-yard line, and that's where Destin Wade will start at quarterback. 
Summit leads by 6, 11.42 left in the game. We appreciate everyone tuning in. And now to Pierce. Right side flip screen. Pierce upended, gain of six. Yep, and Pierce continues to be the leading receiver. He already went over the century mark in the first half, and he's leading the team uh, by, I think that's his sixth or seventh grab tonight. And uh, this is what Summit's going to try to do. They're going to try to slow this uh, offensive drive down, milk as much time as they can off this clock, and hopefully come away from uh, with some points. How big is a field goal if you could kick it? Huge. Huge. 11.08, clock ticking, second down and four from the 44. And Keaton Wade, Keaton Wade was met. It doesn't matter. He rumbles and stumbles all the way to the 49. He rolls in for seven. I mean, he always runs angry and tough, but it's it's a different mindset level tonight, and especially in this fourth quarter. He's running with a purpose. He's running with just his eyes on his uh, third state title appearance in a row, and it's just it's a different vibe tonight, man. It's This is such a great game. Wade in the pistol, and Keaton Wade behind him. 34-28 as Destin Wade is going to run down the option, give it out to Keaton Wade. Keaton, oh, nice open tackle there by Dudas. And, and we got a yep. flag on the play. And Ravenwood's think, getting a little cocky. I think it's going to be – we'll see. Well, well, hang on. Before we make the call, know, right? we'll, we'll make sure this is – we think it – we know who it is, and it's one of their stars. Dudas, great open field tackle. Keaton Wade did not get a yard, but I believe it's after the play, a flag. So we'll see the call. Dead ball, personal foul. It is on Ravenwood. I mean, I wouldn't have been shocked if it wasn't because we've seen so much stuff tonight. But, uh, I mean, that all happened right in front of us. But that's something that Ravenwood doesn't want to do. And you can see Hester just screaming at his players. I mean, that's not going to help Ravenwood at all. So as the clock continues to run, now at the 35 of Ravenwood, Summit with the football, first and 10. Wade in the gun, two receivers to the left. Wade's mm. going to run it, and the pressure is literally Matt Richard. Uh, I think yeah, some of those guys just got pushed in the back. Mason Richardson was in the backfield with Wade. Yeah, what happened is that there's, there's a lot of late hits going on, man, and, and this crowd is just not liking it. What I was going to say is, is, is they're running their, their counters and they're running their sweeps with those guards pulling. So when those guards are pulling and they're getting that much penetration, those guys are getting in the backfield very quickly. That run play's not going to work tonight, especially against this defense that's very aggressive. So second and 13 from the 38. Keaton Wade to the left tip, two receivers to the right and left. And now Keaton Wade will run it. Keaton Wade's off to the secondary. Keaton Wade cuts it back. He should have just kept going. He'd have been a, but he, I think he gets the first down, but he goes laterally for some reason. He does. They yeah. get to him. He was trying to. He was trying to shake that guy at the end. And what was happening is uh, Ravenwood was bringing that edge blitz off the left hand side, which was just the wrong call for them on that one because 
Summit was running the zone read to the right, so Summit had numbers on that play. He gave it to Keaton, and uh, obviously that resulted in another first down. So Dominic Hollis now in the game at tailback, 34-28. Summit leads by six over the rivalry, and Wade's going to keep it. Here what goes Wade Wolf with the speed. Destin Wade what a rolls great in read. for the touchdown. Oh, that was another flag. These guys are – I got to pull back. We're on the radio, but this is just – come on, man. Destin Wade was like an airplane taken off out of the backfield. I believe he was in the end zone. He was in the – it was It was after the touchdown, hopefully. We'll see what the referees call, but – it was it was it against is. it was against uh, Summit, right? It is, but the, I think the touchdown's good. Touchdown is good. On Sportsmanlike, and I'm not sure if they're gonna on the kickoff or the extra point. So 25 yard touchdown run for Destin Wade. So what I was going to say, man, that was such a great read by Destin Wade. He ran that read zone to the left, and right at the end, that defensive end pinched down hard because it looked like Destin was going to give it to him, and he probably was. He pulled it out right at the end and just had daylight and took off. Sam Salone really late coming on. They're going to have to call a timeout. Uh, one second, and, and they're going to have a flag, but there's still one second of the play clock. Oh, and a timeout, Coleman. So Sam Salone was late coming on, and they had to call a timeout going for two. The, the penalty will be enforced on the kickoff. Yeah. So we'll take a timeout. We'll be back in 30 seconds. 40-28 to score. Summit leads. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-59. 77. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. So now the two-point conversion. The big one. It's 40 to 28, 840 left in the game. Destin Wade will go for two with Keaton Wade after the timeout. How massive is this? Then you basically have to have your field goal kicker make two. Destin Wade will get it. He rolls in. Now it's 42-28. Summit leads with 840 left. Man, that read zone is just the bread and butter for the Wade bros. <laughs> Keaton Wade, I mean, you use the term leave it all out on the field. That kid has left it so far out on the field he couldn't even barely do the jump chest bump with his brother after that touchdown. That kid is going to sleep great tonight knowing that man, he gave it all. Do you sleep well if you lose, though? If you lose. No, I'm not talking about a loss. I mean, okay. you, you, they should come away with a victory no, no, here. I, they're in a good spot, but here's now let's talk this, about what we have now. Hang on, the scenario. The penalty for unsportsmanlike, I believe it probably was called on Destin Wade. I'm not sure, 
but it's going to back the kick up. What you don't like is this squib kick. Heck no. Watch where this ball spotted. Okay. I don't even want to say it. I'm going to say if you squib kick here, I mean, I don't know. Oh, what the heck? Never mind. They this changed the call. This is weird. Now, hang on. No, yeah. That was. The referee just signaled the wrong way. Okay. Uh, I was about to say, he changed it to Ravenwood. No. Yeah, he signaled guys, the man. wrong way. And so now they're walking it back. First, they thought it was against Ravenwood. Now they're going to back it up. Just like I told you in the break. Look where the ball spotted. I believe these guys are just lost tonight, man. This is weird. Uh, but yeah, if, if you squib kick here, I might throw my headphones out the window and hit someone in the back well, of the head. Then, I, then I, I'll need Terry to call in or somebody to, who's listening to call in to help me out. It's going to be spotted at the 25. It's a 15-yard penalty. I mean, so, at the very worst, kick it out of bounds. we got a different kicker. Cooper Hall is back there to kick it. A totally different kicker. Oh, this is going to go deep, and everybody goes crazy. Of course, it's our first kickoff the that's in the air. The 15-yard line, was it fair caught? Was it fair caught? Looks it like it. fair catch. That's a bomb from Cooper Hall. There you go. Now that's the momentum shift they're looking for on a kickoff. So they, so they take out Travis Arrington, who's done it all year, and then they get Cooper Hall in, and he boots one back to the 15. And accidentally, Ravenwood calls for the fair catch. Did you see him wave his hand or no? I didn't because I was watching the ball in flight. But I could, Can I be honest? I don't think he waved his hand. He didn't argue. The player didn't. All right. So I, that's usually, you know, an arguable, arguable offense, right? So, so the, I mean, this is usually when the wheels fall off for the other team. Let's see what happens with Ravenwood, right? So there they go. Out to the outside. It's complete. Nice pickup tackle by Phelps. And they're going to throw it out to Blake Irvin for about seven yards. I mean, this is what Summit has been used to late in the fourth quarter. Momentum their way up by two scores or more. And, again, you just heard me say this is typically when the wheels fall off for the opponent. Let's see how Ravenwood responds. Second and four on the 31. Ravenwood down by two touchdowns. Eight. 12 left in the game. And going to hand it off and, and squeeze his way is Chapman. Chapman down to the 34, gain of two. Yeah, Chapman was met at the line and somehow, some way, like you said, squeezed it for another couple yards. It's going to be third and very, very short here. You would assume they're going to run something up the gut because that has been working for them all night. Watch out for Parsons. On the last two third downs, he has run the ball for big yardage. This is where he runs. If you're Coach Taylor, you have to know Parson may run this. And they're going to do the flea flicker. Pressure by Keaton Wade. Oh, that's P.I. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. three flags and on the Dippled play. knows it. And Dippled takes down, they say, Millette. So what happened was uh, the flea flicker, Dippled bit on the run, came down. And then when uh, Millette was about to break, three, uh, break free, Dippled literally put his hands around his waist and held him, which is actually a really smart play because that would have been a touchdown. So it is a 15-yard penalty, an automatic first down, or it would be a first down, sorry, at the 49. So it's 729 left in the game, first and 10 on the 49 for Ravenwood, down by two touchdowns. This is the quarterfinal game. 
Parsons going to try to heave one That's going to be picked. Oh, no, he fell. Fell down, and it is caught. Dippled struggling tonight, man. Dippled is beat again, and Millette gets it down to the nine. And you're going to have to do something if you're you're Coach Taylor. Dippled is getting now isolated in the coverage. Poor John Dippled, man. He has had a long night. He fell down right there. And, I mean, that thing just floated up there. And you heard me say that's going to get picked. Should have got picked. Dippled fell down. And now, all of a sudden, Ravenwood is knock, knock, knocking on Summit's door. And going to run it with Parson. Parson cuts it in, tries to cut it back. And now, a big tackle. And there he is. Finley Jamison rode him down like a mule. <laughs> that was a great tackle by Finley Jamison. Parson about to make something out of nothing. And Finley Jamison, you couldn't have described it any better. He went for a ride on that one. That was a bull ride right there. So Parson, I'd say lost a six in the play. Second and 11. Got an easy score. 620. Going to hand it off. And nowhere, Ken Wade comes from the backside and rips down Chapman for no game. Not today. And now all of a sudden, you're our third and goal from about uh, 10 yards out. What is Ravenwood going to do right here? This is the game for them well, for these two, next two downs. Yeah, you got two downs. Parson, Florida State commitment, has three receivers to the left, one to the right. 550. Parson looking, can't find anybody. Parson's still in the pocket. Parson bouncing around. We'll throw one. And he gets open and oh, drops he it. Him. Oh, that was the first one dropped. So Noah Phelps gets kind of beat on an, uh, an end pattern or there at the corner. And now it's fourth down. It's dropped. And I believe it was Chapman out of the backfield. Yeah, he dodged a bullet there right there. Uh Feltz really dodged the bullet. He was open, and it was just a bad throw. This might be the game. If Summit can hold, they might be heading on the road for the semifinal matchup. Fourth and ten. And this is it. Parsons balancing. Parsons pressure. Parsons pressure. Parsons pressure. Still pressure. Throws it up for nobody. And it's knocked down. Incomplete. Aiden Bird on the coverage. Great pressure there. He had him right in his face. Aiden Bird with the coverage. And that should do it in Spring Hill, Tennessee tonight as the Spurs defense comes up big right there on that drive and holds Ravenwood and Parsons to a goose egg. Well done. That is what they needed. And now Coleman's going to want to juice this out. Oh, yeah. And this offensive line is, should just run this clock out. you got to stay in bounds. I don't care yeah. how much yardage you get. You can't give a second back to Parson, the Florida State commitment. It's two-touchdown lead, 524 left in the game. Keaton Wade, Keaton Wade, Keaton Wade pounds his way from the 10 to the 13. Yeah, and that's just their counter to the right-hand side. You're going to see counters. You're going to see read zones. You might even see a fly sweep or a quarterback draw, but uh, this is what Summit's going to do. They're going to milk the clock, and uh, they're going to, you know, Ravenwood, they got all three timeouts left, but uh, you got to think right here, Summit's just going to get some first downs, but uh, see if Ravenwood can uh, tighten up and, and make a stop right here. 448. The clock is the enemy for Ravenwood. Second down and eight on the 12. It is Wade 
Wade will hand to Keaton. Wow. Keaton's in open space. Keaton takes about four defenders to the 25-yard line, a 13-yard run for Keaton Wade. He has still got legs in the fourth quarter. It's uh, it's unbelievable. And to Destin's credit, man, nobody runs the read zone better than he does. I mean, he literally kept that ball in both him and Keaton's hands for a solid five or six seconds before he finally gave it to Keaton. And none of us really knew because Keaton had his back to us, but he just runs it perfectly. He's up with the 20 seconds left on the clock. Surely he's not going to snap this. 15 seconds. 14. As Wade is waiting, sending Pierce in motion. First and 10 on the 25. All right, Wade snaps it with six. And here comes Brady Pierce. There goes Brady Pierce. And Brady Pierce is off to the races to the 40-yard line, a 15-yard run. Uh, I'm telling you, Matt, uh, Ravenwood's defense could be out of gas here. Oh, absolutely out of gas. And it's crazy that... uh, Keaton and Destin Wade are not out of gas. Are it's, we going on the road, brother, for a semifinal hey, game, man? Hey. Are fi- we going on the road? Fire up your Alfa Romero. Daddy's riding with you next week. My diesel ain't going to go that far. Nah, we're going, well, we need to get a score. So, Matt, if you can get on it, and we'll try to find out where Summit possibly will be heading. Maybe one more first down we'll call. But it's 42-28, 3.17 left, first and 10. For Summit, Wade in the shotgun, and here Feed goes the baby. Hollis. There goes Hollis. Comes into the secondary, <laughs> all the way down to the thirty, and that is a thirty-yard run for Dominic Hollis. And everybody's touching his helmet, saying, "Great job!" I love, I love Dominic Hollis, man. It was good to see him get that touch right there, and just fresh legs, fresh energy, nice speed boost right up the middle. Dominic Hollis, man, what a great first down. Hollis will be a great player next year. Oh, yeah. But next year's still two games away, at least, for Summit. So is there a, is, is that a final? Do it we, is a final. Okay, so we, so we know the winner of this game will head to Hendersonville. So that's where they're going. And will it be Summit? Looks like it, but now Ravenwood should start using their timeouts. So Pierce will run it for a yard. You yeah, get I think one more first down. It's lights out. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, at this point, you know, Godzilla and King Kong would have to, you know, show up on the field, and something could, ta- you know, catastrophic would have to happen. You know, stranger things have happened, but that's just not Summit, and and Summit is just such a poised team, such a gel team. What I really enjoyed t- about tonight's game is watching the superstars shine when they needed to watching the offensive line come together when they needed to keaton wade destin wade brady pierce you know it's just they overcame a lot of adversity tonight been in situations they haven't been before with some really lackluster referees some bad calls and uh just you know the the situation of the game being down by one point you know, having you know, being down for the first time all season in the second half, and they did a great job, man. They overcame and they made some adjustments, and they did it. I'm happy for them. I don't know. I just I feel like us as a partnership, and I don't want to take away from stuff. We just we just get. I mean, it's the luck of what we're doing here. I mean, it's I just say I feel like we're riding this 
barge that just just continues. Look at the baby. Yeah, look at him go. Feed the baby. Read zone given to Dominic Hollis. He cuts it outside, back inside. Dominic Hollis with the touchdown, and that will do it. You got to give him the yardage. Oh, you write all the stuff down. I don't take the notes. Three. (laughs) (laughs) What did he say? We got to give a shout out to Big Richardson. What did he say? Big Richardson said, "What's that?" (laughs) He's so fired up. He said that they would beat Ravenwood by three touchdowns. That's the third touchdown, and he's throwing up his three. We also got to give a shout-out to the Cook family. You know, you got Cooper Cook, the right guard. Family, God bless you guys. We are eating some homemade pumpkin bread compliments of Marsha and Kevin Cook. God bless you guys. And those are their relatives from Iowa, Epley. I mean, you're telling me that this Summit Spartan family around the board is not invested in their kids? You're buying your radio announcers who you've never met face-to-face this pumpkin spice bread? So, we love you guys. Thank you so much. It has really come in handy tonight on this. No, I I said homemade pumpkin spice bread. Yeah. I mean, this is fantastic. And uh, we love you guys. Thank you, Marsha and Kevin. And God bless Cooper Cook and the offensive line who are going to the semis, and we're going with them. Yep, we're going to Hendersonville. So before that, I want to thank everybody, who all the sponsors who tie into this. Well, we don't, I don't do this every game. I want to take the time to do this before we get to the post game. Um, you guys are the reason we're here uh, doing this. And also, like you, I'm going to piggyback what Matt said. All the fans out there who support the broadcast um we we appreciate it all that i want to do personally and you know me matt as well is just deliver a product where people enjoy to hear it you do uh, it's great to to ride like i said on this barge that continues to float all the way through the playoffs and we've been so lucky to do this i think that helps but also the fans like you mentioned uh marcia and, and, and you know the cooks and everybody there yeah and i'm wondering why kevin spells his name with two e's kevin is it kevin or kevin it could be kevin I don't know, but there's two E's after your name. But honestly, like Epley said, just to echo his words, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, looks like a Spartan's down. Yeah, we're going to take a commercial break. 159 left. This is not what we want to see because we're injury-free going into this game. We'll be back. Injury report. In- well, it is up. Okay. So it will be, and the person you do not want is Jacob Turner on the ground, and he is. Oh, oh he's up. Oh, and he wants to play, and they God won't let him. him. He wants to play, and they won't let him. <laughs> he was hurt, too, man. I didn't want to say nothing, but that didn't look good, but God bless him. And he is the place, the linebacker position inside. I mean, Epley, honestly, you think about this. Not only are the Spartans, I'll let you call this play, and then I'll say what I was going to say. Well, Parsons is going to throw it across the middle complete. Nice open field tackle as Dippold spins him around. Now, that is a first down. It's first to 10 on the 39, but a pass play. But it's going to take a lot more than that with 147 down 21. Yeah, I was just going to say, not only are the Spartans undefeated, but to have zero injuries coming out of a quarter game, it's unbelievable. Well, we got it's one, a total blessing. we got 137. It's Parson. I mean, oh, Millette dropped one. He's been really good all game. Really good, and he dropped that one. So we're trying to get, if we can get the final score, we would have the final four. Anybody at Oakland could text Matt. That's the last game we're waiting on. And then we know the final four is set with Hendersonville Beach, and we know Maryville is a winner. If you got a final four, if you could text me or 
or uh, Matt Rogers the score. We greatly appreciate it. I would love to announce to the audience the final four teams in 6A football. Here comes Turner to pressure him, but he gets it away as Parsons completely across the middle. Be another first down. Hendricks makes the tackle, but not before they get it to a pace. Yeah, or just hit, hit me on Instagram, Matt Rogers USA, and hit me on the back office. They're the back channels, and give me a score for for – Oakland, that would be great. I'm going to try to look it online as well. Okay, Oakland, and I think it's Lebanon. Parsons first and 10 on the 35. He's got all day, but Summit just playing a prevent defense. And, oh, Keaton about got him again. Oh, he, f- he shoved him five yards backwards <laughs> and it, just to let him know he's there. But the pass is complete to number nine, Dickinson, and another uh, first down for, for Ravenwood. 59 seconds. This game's all but over. Yeah, sorry, I'm not going to – we got a commercial. I'm not going. I'm not going to be so great on the uh, color commentary after this. Right now, I'm trying to get. Here Sounds we go, good. Oakland. We'll get the score in a minute. And Keaton Wade pressures. Oh, and it's intercepted. The pressure by Keaton Wade, and it's intercepted by who? Brady Pierce. Brady Pierce, four touchdowns, one interception. I mean, how do you not give him player of the game? Keaton Wade had some huge momentum shifts. He just calls that. Keaton Wade had pressure. But from a stat, I mean, it just he, it's just been unbelievable. So there's your Oakland score right there. Six minutes to go. So I'm going to tell you this. At the start of this year, all the pundits would have said, who's the final four teams? They would have probably told you Summit, Hendersonville, Oakland, and Maribel. Uh, who's playing? Summit, Hendersonville, Oakland, and Maribel. So we're going to take, uh, as Destin Wade is in victory formation, 48-28, we're going to take a couple commercials, and Ravenwood is the coaches are really upset at this loss. If you heard something slam, um, I, tough. I know a lot of emotions are going here. If you heard the door slam right next to us, but with that with that being said, Wade takes the final knee, and this game is over. So Summit will head way north and go to Hendersonville, and the winner will get the winner of Oakland. Once again, playing Maribel. We'll come back. Matt's got a surprise for you after these messages. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones & Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones & Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. The Summit Spartans will play in Hendersonville for a ticket to the big show. You win one more, and Summit has a chance to repeat. The final score here is 48-28. Summit, it's basically like it was the first matchup. Pretty Close at halftime, and Summit just pulls away at the end. Thank you, Keaton Wade, for everything you've done tonight. Thank, thank you for you, your service. Thank you, Brady Pierce, for your service as well. <laughs> and everybody else, but those two players, literally, when, when, when the lights come on at this stage, 
And the linemen did well. The line got better, offensive line, defensive line. I called Johnny Sloan's name. He usually just gets double teamed. Johnny Sloan was moving off as well on the inside. Uh, Jameson play, has played really well the first couple of games, and he came on at the end. So it was a team effort, I would just say this. But Keaton Wade showed you why, and Matt describes this a little bit better than I do, why Keaton Wade is so good when you see Florida State quarterback who can't get away from him. I mean, he pumped him a couple of times, but then Keaton did what Matt wanted him to do and just sit down. It's kind of like a basketball analogy. You watch the ball or the belt. You don't move You don't move with the shot fakes. He, he didn't move the last time, and he got and partially got tattooed. So the scoring drives here. In the second half, and we'll turn it over to Matt uh, for the stats and get his final thoughts on it. But the uh, first touchdown was Parson run for 65 yards, which actually Ravenwood had the lead by one point for about two minutes. Until <laughs> and it would have been less than that if they didn't call uh, Keaton Wade's run back. On the first play. Yep. On the first play, Keaton Wade was called back for a touchdown, a holding penalty. Then Destin Wade gets it in from 54 yards. The two-point conversion's no good. So it was uh, uh, 26-21. And then on the next possession, Ravenwood uh, fumbles off that Keaton Wade hit. And then we get Wade to King. I'm sorry, Wade to Pierce and Wade to King for the two-point conversion. So Pierce scored on the jet sweep. Wade comes back across the middle, hits King, 34-21. Ravenwood did score with another long run for Parson for 50, gets down to the three. He pushes it in on a three-play drive for 54 yards. Got back to seven, but then Summit just keeps answering. Destin Wade, 25-yard TD run. Destin Wade made that read play. Matt said did really well, ran it in for two points. 42-28, or 42, yeah, 42-28 at this point. Parson company can't do anything, go for it on fourth down. And then Hollis will score right at the end from 29 yards to make it 48-28. Almost the same score as, as, as the first game. I told you how this plays out. You really did. I'm a, big, I'm a big believer. I broadcast these basketball games, and people always ask, what's going to take? Unless I see something different, if Keaton Wade is not out there, Pierce is not out there. That's what I asked Coach Coleman on the call. I said, what am I missing to where everybody says that the spread was six? That was a point spread. Wow. What am I missing? And what are you? And that's what I t- we talked about in the pregame. What are we missing? And you said, well, if somebody does this, they're going to win. That's the same sco- That's That's it. I mean, we have what we had the first matchup, and it's literally almost how we got there. So, Matt, uh, you're taking the stats on the game. Well, I mean, like you said, the final score, 48-28, and, you know, not to beat a dead horse beer, but had those referees not been so lackluster, I mean, Summit wins this game 48-7, 48-14 maybe. I mean, I ain't joking around. The 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 score, uh, the the referees kept them in the game. Now the stats are pretty pretty even, but again, a lot of these stats happen because of the penalties that these referees either called or didn't call. So with that being said, what? An offensive game, high-scoring game, and just what a treat for these fans uh, that came to Spring Hill tonight. 964 total yards tonight 
in the game. Summit had 534. Ravenwood had 420. The two offensive uh, quarterbacks, you know, you got to highlight Chris Parson. The kid did an absolute phenomenal job for his last high school football game of the year. He passed for 270 yards and two touchdowns, and he ran for 78 yards and two touchdowns. Destin Wade, 10 of 17 from the air, 147 yards, three touchdowns, all three touchdowns to you-know-who, Brady Pierce, six receptions, 108 yards, three touchdowns, and man, the leading receiver for Ravenwood was Lee Molette, five catches, 106 yards, and one touchdown, rushing Destin Wade, are you ready for this, 19 rushes for 213 yards and two touchdowns, Keaton Wade really helped out as well with 12 rushes for 92 yards but he had some key blocks Brady Pierce rushed for a touchdown and then of course Dominic Hollis who had the highest average out of all the rushers three rushes for 55 yards for an average of 18.3 yards per carry and he had that touchdown at the end he is going to be such an exciting player in the future but first downs were pretty even Ravenwood 21 to Summit's 25 and here is the killer here's the big separation Summit 11 penalties 135 yards hands down their highest penalty of the year couple of those calls were a little bit suspect as we talked about a lot of personal fouls which is really uncharacteristic of Summit but at the end of the day Epley and again not trying to be a homer the better team won you know, hands down, the better team won, and this could have been a lot worse than it was. I'm happy for the Summit Spartans. I'm happy for this city. I'm happy for this program. And Summit has played their last home game of the season, and they went out with a bang, and they did a phenomenal job. On grass, too. It's going to turf next year. It's going to turf next year. This is it. Should we take some grass, put it in a cup, and just remember it for the rest of our lives? Last game on grass here. Well, for last game on grass, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to keep shoving my face with this homemade pumpkin spice bread. Compliments of Marsha and Kevin Cook. Mm. How's it taste? Oh, my God. I love so much, Cooks. It, it is. It's really good. I've, t- I've taken a bite of it, and we appreciate that as well. I love you guys. One thing we didn't talk about, and I want to mention this, and I don't know Hester's game plan and what we had, but I saw game one, and he didn't do anything game two. What happened to Pollard playing offense? I think that's a great point. He scored two touchdowns in the first meeting. He didn't sniff the end zone in the second. Pollard, of course, is the Michigan commit at wide receiver. He's such a big kid. He's so powerful. I don't know the answer to that question. Well, he's DB. In, that's what, that's, he's DB going to college. But you're right. Yeah, he's a receiver as well. Yeah, I mean, and he really had a huge game against Summit last, last time. So I don't know what happened. I don't know why they took him out. Obviously, Dippold really struggled tonight as he tried to uh, to Mollette. guard Molette. And, um, but, hey, they came out with the dub, and sometimes an ugly win is better than a pretty loss. We talk about this, too, before we sign off. We're going to go to Hendersonville. If you're just tuning in, we appreciate you listening on 101.7. Uh, Summit continues to be undefeated, continues their journey. This is the last home game at Summit in the with the grass. It's going to go turf next year. But here's what they're thinking about. Hendersonville, one more win, and you are in the 6A state championship. Mm. And with that being said, I feel like Summit always with these players, they never get rattled. Yeah, you're right. Just 
The composure is the word. They yeah. have composure. And it, it helps that Destin Wade's going, hey, man, mm-hmm. I've been to two straight championship games. Three of the five offensive linemen were there with them doing it. Mm-hmm. Richardson comes in about a year and a half. We've mentioned him already. But the other three have been there the whole entire way with him. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's just everybody kind of stays even keel may be the word. I yeah. No, you can't, you can't put a price on that. You know, the, the, they're so poised and so used to being here, which, you know, time flies so fast. Life changes so quickly. You know, two years ago, Summit was the little brother, and they had no confidence, and they had no real history. And what they've built over the last three years with these Wade brothers is something that's going to be really timeless for this school and build this tradition. And like you said, I mean, they have poise, they have confidence, and they've really proven themselves to not get rattled. And the crazy thing, like you said, Epley, they've only been behind two minutes out of the entire year. Like, that's a crazy in second, stat. In the second half. Because Henry County scored early. Oh, okay, I got you. Y- y- yes, but in the second half, really, the this game was the only game in the yeah. second half. Yeah, and I mean, you just can't put a price on that stuff. And as they face, you know, Hendersonville, you know, you, you kind of said during the commercial break when I asked you, they're going to be similar in terms of uh, potential to beat Summit, yes. similar to Ravenwood, you know, good, possible, not probable. But then when they get to either Oakland or Maryville, I mean, that's going to be the test. And that, I mean, would you say it's a coin flip or would you say it's an advantage for Maryville? Or, I mean, you, it's almost like you don't want to say advantage Summit if they get to that final. But being in these pressure situations is really going to help them. A realist would tell you outside of Summit that we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but I'm just saying no way to Oakland or Maryville. I've witnessed with my own eyes for every play for the last two years mm-hmm. of Destin Wade. He's rel- relentless is the word. Keaton Wade is the best defensive player on e- in any field, any time I've, I've seen in high school. He's the, probably the best defensive player I've ever seen. I get kind of choked up talking about it because he's so – he changes the game, and people always call me – Man, he can't. Yes, he does. He runs down the play yeah. from the backside. He alters uh, the Brentwood quarterback. He takes the Brentwood quarterback out last week with a hit. <laughs> they can't score. They couldn't do it before, but they couldn't do it after. This this time, the first literally the first drive, he gets the he takes the ball away from Parson, hits the ball, you know, and Summit gets the ball. He does it again later. I just I hate to count him out. I just can't see him. Lo- I don't know. Maybe I'm I have blinders on, but I can't see him losing. I, I just I can't see I, I can't see Wade. I watched him play the championship game, and it's the only time I saw him kind of. They only scored seven points, I believe, and it was really like, oh, really? This is, okay, and they went back and fixed everything. They kind of amplified everything. With that being said, you got Keaton Wade now, and you got Destin. You got Brady Pierce is pound for pound the best player, and these linemen we always talk about. And Johnny Salone, Maddox Reed's probably the best pass rusher. Besides Keaton Wade, Jamison has played his best ball coming into this. Turner it makes tackles. And if the secondary holds up, if the corners hold up. You don't I'm see not, how they lose. I, it's just hard for me to. Right. I'm, not I'm with saying, you. I'm not saying Oakland, they're going to go out there and blow them. I mean, or whoever they're going to beat. I mean, or Hendersonville or these teams. These are tough teams. I just, realistically, it's hard for me to see them losing. I know it can. You like you say it every week. It's football. Anything that happens. Right. 
Well, I'm with you 100, percent and I can't wait to see it. Uh, I can't wait to see it happen, and uh, can't wait to fire up the old car next week and head out to Hendersonville with you. Hopefully, uh, we'll have uh, some leftover homemade pumpkin bread, huh, bud? <laughs> Long drive. We're heading there. You're the man. Because the final score here, if you're just tuning in to join us, Summit 48, Ravenwood 28. What does that mean? Well, Summit represents one bracket. Hendersonville represents the other. So uh, Summit will head to Hendersonville. And on the other side, go figure. It's Maryville, uh, Oakland. Oakland's got to go to Maryville. We'll see what happens. You uh, called it. You said You said from the beginning of the year, you think it's either going to be Summit in Oakland or Summit in Maryville. I mean, you have nailed well, it. Again, we got to get through Hendersonville, but, you know, it, that's that's what it's all looking like. And, and you said if I had to call it, and you said this in week one, you said if I had to call it, I'm going to say it's going to be Summit versus Oakland. You said it. Yeah, we'll see. You're probably right. 48-28 is the final here. That's the voice of Matt Rogers. You can also hear him. I'm going to promote him a little bit at the Titans game. Yeah, that guy over the PA system, not the radio guy, but the PA guy, that's the same voice you hear on the radio. So we appreciate Matt as always. For Matt Rogers, I'm Mike Epley. We'll see you next week at 645, live from Hendersonville, in the semifinal game between Hendersonville and Summit. The winner will head to Chattanooga. Good night.